thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. All right, number 29, last Sporty for 2016. But it's that wonderful time of year. Time of year where it's just football, BN, just dominates. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, do we start with college? Do we, do we, I mean, the I mean, the real big story from this last week is the NFL. I mean, quite honestly. Well, I mean, number 29. Number 29, yes. What is number 29, gentlemen? Eric Dickerson. Big story because Jeff Fisher got fired. Yeah. And Eric Dickerson could go back to the Rams now. I know, right? You got Eric Berry for the Chiefs right now. Hell of a fighting through sickness and cancer and hell of a defensive back. Let's go with Eric Berry, right? It's, it's the holidays. It's supposed to be uplifting. He's an uplifting story. Kevin Harvick and uh, NASCAR. Uh, I, think in, I think Ron Hextall was 29, wasn't he? No, he's... It's 27, I think. Yeah, 27. Shit, what goalie was 29 I'm thinking of? Was it Popman? I don't know. There's only one number, well, two numbers I care about as a goalie. 20 and 30. Osgood and? No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, same guy. Belfour in Chicago, Belfour in uh, Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> yeah, Popman was, Popman was 29 when he was uh, with the league. A cat. Felix. Hmm. Internet's going to give me a number 29 here in a second. Uh. I don't. I don't know, Chris. I think the uh, right now. Oh, Satchel Page. Well, okay, Satchel Page, good one. All right, God, I, listen to some of the stories 
that I mean, at this point, they're folklore about them because uh, you know you can, you know they weren't true, but they're such good stories that everyone just agrees that they happened. <laughs> like shit, like he would tell his outfield to sit down because the next batter wasn't shit. He's like, "Don't worry, I just got it. Just go ahead, and sit down, guys. Just go ahead. Don't worry. He ain't even gonna make contact. Just don't worry about it." And shit like that. That's fucking. Uh, there's no proof that it didn't happen, so why not? Yeah, I know. It's like the ancient aliens theory. Well, there's no proof that they weren't at the first Thanksgiving, but there's no proof they were either. So, so everybody gets to believe what they want to believe. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Get enough people to vote on it, and ta-da! Okay, so should, I mean, should we just get right into the NFL playoff picture? I think so because for right now, college isn't even a, a thing. You know, it's this weekend with with the playoff games. It's going to matter. Right now you got, I'm in the what the fuck bowl with whoever. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about millennials at the beginning. It kind of, College football kind of adapted that a little bit because they made bowls for everybody. Yeah, everyone, everyone gets a bowl. Like Oprah, you get a bowl, and you get a bowl, and you get a bowl. Michigan State, and, you don't get a bowl. Right? You know, coaches and players are like, but... I'm special. We sh- we won a few games. Okay, here's a bowl. Hey! Yes. Then you got your special snowflakes not playing in their bowl games. But uh, I'm, I'm, we said we got to start a pro, and we just went right into college. I'm just saying, it just it's so funny because I'm watching these scores about these bowl games, and I'm like, what is that? What kind of ball game is that? Yeah, I've been getting all kinds of crazy notifications across my phone about the who gives a fuck ball. But so the NFL playoff picture. Wow. Huh? A lot different than last week, huh, guys? Denver. See ya. The the, Audi. Yeah, the the reigning Super Bowl champs will not be uh, making the. There will be no repeat. Mathematically out of it. Um, but I mean, huh, do we just. It's close to us. It's recent. Should we just start with the, the, the Monday night game? God damn it. First goddamn Lions game I get excited about all year. Earl, I said in chat, I would love to be wrong. Alright? I would love to be wrong. But these motherfuckers just keep proving me right. They keep proving to me that. They are who I thought they were. Like, well, that was awful you know, last we night. We had them. We had them, and we quit. I don't know what happened. They went in at halftime, and the, um, uh, Gruden said that they came out with this defense package that, you know, the Lions couldn't solve. And that was right. He's absolutely right. How is that isn't, isn't that more, they just ran into a better team? Well, I mean, plan? I mean, I know it's it's the sexy thing to say, Oh, your team quit because that's the alpha male way of saying, and it's ultimately bullshit also. So it appeals to jocks and meatheads. But for them to go, well, we didn't lose. They, they didn't win. We lost. They, we beat ourselves. No, no you I, your ass I, handed to you, but you got clean. You got your clock cleaned by a team who was better than you. They figured happened. your ass out after halftime. Or you, or two, I completely agree. Or. I mean, too, what I saw, I saw what I saw on both this game and, and against the Giants, you didn't play the whole fucking game. You got to play the. This is something I've seen continuously as a Lions, a long suffering goddamn Lions fan, going back at least a decade. You play the whole fucking game. 
If you look at all the wins we have this year, everyone's talking about the fourth quarter. Yes, because that's something the Lions don't do. The game is not three quarters long. It's not two and a half quarters long. It's not three and a half quarters long. It's four quarters long. You have to play the whole fucking game. I don't understand it. I don't understand I, how... Do they not have situational awareness? I don't get it. I, I think Rich is right. Uh, we ran into a better coach. Uh, the defensive coordinator, whoever that might be for, for Dallas, figured out Detroit's game plan, figured out a defense that could stop it, and implemented it beautifully. And it just looked to me like Detroit was like, okay, well, good on you for stopping us. Appreciate it. We still got next week. That's what looks like, it looked like happened. And it seemed like the, 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 the role switch, too, because I was commenting to my buddy, uh, Big Rob, from the Weathman Podcast, Saturdays here on the network. Uh, so we were both saying the same thing, that in the first half, it looked like Dallas was like, eh, whatever, we're in the playoffs. You know, and the Lions were hungry, and then came out, second half, roles reversed. Dallas was hungry, and the Lions were like, eh, whatever, we got next week. It, it was Dallas came out to make a statement. Detroit came out trying to win a spot in the playoffs. The statement was made. That's that's how I see it. Hey, man, I'm going to take something that you say all the time, Murrow. Dak Prescott was like, wait, we're tied with these guys? Hold my beer. Watch this. Watch this. I mean, that's yep, pretty much that's what, what happened, happened in the second half. Like, oh, hell no, we're not tied with these guys. Hey, Fuck you know that. what, though? Hang on a second. Good news is one good thing that came out of the Lions' first half Zach frickin' Zenner, dude. Holy shit, that where guy. Where was he in the second half? The one play where he gets rocked, where's by the, the coach? way. By the where's way, the coach? The one, play, did you, the one play in the second half, he got rocked. It was like right at the beginning of the first half. I mean, no, I saw it. He got but, fucking. But that was it. It didn't work one time. We're done. That's what it seemed like. Like, what are you doing? That was on a coach, man, because the first half, he was every time he touched the ball, even the announcer said every time he touched the ball, it seems like a first down afterwards. And he was right. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy. And then the second half, the coach was like, oh, shit, I'm going to panic now. They're tied with us. Throw it, Matt. Throw it. Oh, okay, we'll try it again. We'll try. Throw it over there. Okay, next series. Okay, throw it over here. Well, throw it down there. Interception? God. We'll try it again. Throw it over there. Where did, where did Zach Zenner go? That's a good question for the coach. Yeah. Just, I was, I was, I, just, I was upset after last night, and then, because cause I, I was upset, because I, I was right. It's like, because if you look at it, you look at last week, you look at this week, you make it to the playoffs, you're first round fodder. I mean, because really, that's the caliber of team that you're going to see in the playoffs. You know, the Giants, the Cowboys, you make it in, it's going to be one and done if you make it in, but it's all coming down the next goddamn week. Fucking knew that shit. I've seen this. Ugh, I just I'm pissed because I'm tired of being right with these assholes. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta stand behind them. Like I said, win or lose, they're my boys. That being said, they've had three. Sh- they have two shots. They have one more left. And I mean, it's anything you know, like anything else. If you strike three times, you're out. Aaron Rodgers is going to come into Fort Field, big dick swinging. I mean, they're, the, the pack's coming to play. I hope, that, I hope these guys realize this. It doesn't matter that you're at home and you could clinch the division. Those motherfuckers are coming to play. They've won five in a row. They're clicking. Uh, all the talk of what happened to Green Bay is out the fucking window. I mean, I just hope they're ready, man, because it's it, Fuck. Like this, yeah. We don't want to be in this spot. We had, two chan- we had two chances, two fucking chances to close this thing out, and we can't. 
Our best chances last week. You know, that, that, that was encouraged at halftime, but this game turned out exactly how I thought it was going to be. We got beat, and we got beat bad. I hope this just shuts everybody up about Stafford being elite these last two weeks, because in my opinion, last two weeks was a cold shower of reality. Whew, look at your schedule. The best team you've played up until now, until the last two weeks, has the same record as you at this point in the season. So it's been people equal to you and lower that you've got all these W's against. Well, I, it, I know this is this is going to come off as sour grapes, but even even me as a not a Lions fan has to admit this. That was some fucking horrible officiating in that game, also. And yeah, I understand where you're coming from, Chris, when you say, "Well, they shouldn't." You know, don't turn the ball over. Don't put yourself in a position to where those calls are going to bury you in the game. But, man, the NFL's got to do something about this fucking officiating. I mean, this is ridiculous. We, we have at home, maybe at a game, if you're sitting at an actual game, of course, you're, if you're sitting at a game at Jerry World with that big-ass fucking screen he's got, I don't know how the fuck anyone could, you know, if they do a replay... You're not going to miss anything on that screen. But, I mean, at home, we got so many angles. It's HD. It's slow motion. And, you know, these these blown calls are just horrible. And it makes the NFL look really shitty. There wasn't a one call that we all were in agreement. And even the announcers, us in our chat and the announcers were saying the same thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, wasn't that a tackle? <laughs> one, uh, what, he got called for a tackle. Yeah, for what was it called in the field? The picking him up and throwing him down unnecessarily after the play? and Unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, didn't he just tackle him? That's, what, that's all he did. <laughs> yeah. Even the announcers, were, the announcers were like, oh, that's horrible. That's, you know, I'd, if, you know if it was uh, one of the network, one of the ESPN owned by Disney, you might have man, that's some bullshit, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I mean, not just that. There, I mean, there were many. Rich is right. I, I'm not going to go into all of them, but there was one. Uh, Des Bryant caught a touchdown held on to the lion's face mask. There was a flag thrown. I'm like, absolutely. Pass interference on the defense. Penalty declined. Touchdown. Wait, what? He had him by the face mask, bro. And he gets the penalty? Stop it. Now, you know what's funny is that during the game on Facebook, uh, the NFL Facebook page was posting pictures of that. And it said, pass interference? Question mark. Well, if the NFL Facebook page itself is posting that, doesn't it tell you something? Those are your employees. Exactly. Do I'm something just about saying. And, it's, and here's the other thing. You can have 20, 25 penalties against a team and a half, and it won't make a difference. You can have two to three penalties in a game against a team at pivotal points in the game, and it will change the game's outcome. And if they're terrible, outlandish cause, like, oh, I don't know, throwing a flag for tackling the running back, just because he's the star running back of the Dallas Cowboys? You've got to be kidding me. Hey, man, but I will say, I mean, the numbers do not support. Uh, the numbers support our argument as a whole. I mean, but Lions had five penalties for 62 yards. Dallas had eight penalties for 47 yards. So, I mean, it's just, this is just bad overall. Again, it's not just how many penalties you get. It's the parts of the game where they're called. You stop a running back, you, you get three and outs, but no, here's a flag, here's a fresh set of downs. Sorry they stopped you, try again. Yeah, but, yeah. More statistics, fumbles lost, 
Detroit one, Dallas zero. Interceptions thrown, Detroit one, Dallas zero. I mean, it's those are, those are some other damning stats I, for that I game. I can't, I can't by any stretch. Even though I'm the hugest homer for the Lions, I can't by any stretch of the imagination tell you that the Lions were the better team on Monday night. Fuck no. they were. They, in the first half, they, they looked it, but after the, the game as a whole, no. I mean, look at the box score. Third and fourth quarter, big fat goose eggs. You know, you, that's not. It, yeah, it. it Detroit came out to play. They showed their their you know preparation and everything. And second half, like I said, the defense came out with a better strategy, and it just looked like the Lions sat back on their sideline and was like, "Well, that's not fair. You can't change your strats in the middle of the game." That's it. I quit. Stupid oh, Dallas. No. And you're gonna lose when that happens. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're not going anywhere in the playoffs with that attitude. Seriously, it looked like they said, "Okay, you know what? I'm taking my ball and going home." Yeah, whatever. We'll play. We'll play Green Bay next week and win it then. Eh, you could have, you know, insured it <laughs> the last yeah, two weeks. Exactly. You could have just at least insured a spot in the playoffs. You could have stamped that some bitch and shipped it. But nope, you suck ass. Ugh. Well, if they strike out, they strike out. I'll I'll still love them either way. Not a bandwagon here, just saying. Hey, and you know, and if the Lions do lose, it opens the door for Tampa Bay, Rich. Just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's one, of eight. <laughs> it's one of eight things that has to happen. One of which is a tie between two teams. That's hilarious. Wait, when it, we're just... When it, uh, just a, we, bah, don't the Lions just have to lose and Tampa Bay has to win? And there you go. You're going to be in, in the, the wild card? No. no oh, I know, I know. The Redskins okay. have to lose. Okay, this is what has to happen. Last night already happened. Okay, so Cowboys had to beat the Lions. They did. Tampa needs to beat Carolina. Cowboys need to beat the Eagles. Tennessee needs to beat Houston. Indianapolis needs to beat Jacksonville. San Francisco needs to beat the Seahawks. The Giants and Redskins need to tie, and then the Lions need to beat Green Bay. Lose to Green Bay. No, have to beat Green Bay. So you're saying there's a chance. Hey, man, you got a lot of outs for gambling. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good strategy. <laughs> oh, I know. No, not one of those has to happen. All of those, Chris, has to happen. That's not good odds, sir. Ah, I feel you. But, too, I was telling so, you guys in the group, though, too, don't – we've been uh, blowing the AFC – for the last month, and quietly, all of a sudden, in the NFC, you got to have ten wins or better to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, eh, still, it's I don't know. It, it, the power, the the seat of power in the NFL has been in the AFC for quite a long time now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just I'm so used to seeing it that way that once again, until something else different happens, you're gonna you got to show me. You know, until something different happens, um. You know, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. The NFC is, this, you know, the pendulum has swung back to the NFC side. Because it used to be, I remember, I remember, what was it? Uh, oh, God. It was like around 2005, maybe. They were talking on uh, uh, Monday Night Football about, you know, how about every roughly five to seven years, the, the you know, the dominant conference switches between the AFC and the NFC really hasn't done that since the rise of the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots almost single-handedly have kept the Patriots and the 
and and the Steelers have sing, almost single-handedly kept the AFC in pretty dominant position over the NFC for about 15 years now. Yeah, can't uh, can't argue with you there. And the only powers you really have have had in the NFC are the the Pack and the Giants, the Seahawks. That's it. You know, if we're going purely on Super Bowl wins, yeah. Yeah, because I'm yeah. thinking and I'm looking at it, and at the end of the year, who's going to be a Super Bowl champion for the NFC? Uh, the Isla Bickens. You know, I think the Cowboys are probably going to be the one that represents the NFC. Don't sleep on Seattle, man, for some reason. No, I'm sleeping um, on Seattle. Don't sleep on Seattle. No, they, they ain't got it this year. I think they're going to. No. Well, we will see. I, I mean, the, sh- the shocker the shocker would have to be something like the Falcons, maybe. They have a really good shot because they got a very high-powered offense. I just say if the Pack beats the Lions, look out everybody else because they got, they got something on their side that uh, not a lot of other people do and something that you can't you know, teach or momentum. I mean, they're going to be rolling, clicking on all cylinders. I mean, if they, if they beat the Lions, I say look out for the pack. Like, do not count out Mr. Rogers. Uh, I, man, him saying, you know, we're going to run the table, it's almost, it's almost like it lit a fire under that team's ass. Yep. Like, it, it, was, it was almost like he challenged them. Like, like going, hey, look, there's no reason we shouldn't run the table. Like, we're all sitting here acting like the pack sucks all of a sudden just because they got off to a slow start. No, man. I mean, look at their, look at their history. They're always in the playoffs, you know. Even if they're what last year they went out in the first round, but still, I mean, these guys are perennially, perennially in the playoffs. I mean, how many, how many times have they won the NFC North in like the last decade? Like all of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are the the cream of the crop in the in the, in the NFC North. That's just you can't argue with it. There's been no other team that's been consistent as them, so yeah. And I, just, I agree. They got Cobb. They, they, I mean, they got Nelson, uh, Christi, yeah. Christine, Michael. All of a sudden's learned the playbook out there. I mean, if that because that thing is is, I mean, I, I know why Seattle cut him because they got this young guy who's the future when Thomas Rawls gets injured again next year uh, with Procise. I But Michael didn't suck. You know, Michael was the lead back. The whole year, until Thomas Rawls got healthy again, and that, that's been—you can argue—that's been something that's been missing from Green Bay this year. But I mean, the last couple games, I mean, the last game too. I mean, man, we've we've shown we can't stop the run, and um, Michael could. Well, we did stop Zeke, so uh, did we? Did, or did they get ahead enough to where they just sat him for <laughs> most of the game? Dude, I was so waiting for Tony Romo to come in and get some work. I would have laughed my ass off. Hey, guys, remember me? I bet he starts next week. (laughs) Whatever, Tony. Uh, Denver's, what, a two-hour flight? Well, he can go. He can go a bunch. San Francisco. Uh, I mean, you really think RG3 is going to keep his job with a one-win season? Even though he was hurt most of it? He's still hurt. He got hurt again. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, let's... is that the NFL's version of Derrick Rose now? I don't. I have no. I don't know. I really don't. That guy. Whew. Man, I mean, ate too much Subway his rookie year. Or some shit. I, I don't know what he did, but you know, he's playing in college and being a beast, and he's like, "Look at me! Look at me!" 
got to the NFL and was like, yeah, look at me, look at me. And they were like, uh-huh. Because well, he's Get getting up. hit by college players. He wasn't getting... He went to- That's what I'm saying. Everybody was like, uh-huh, we're slaying you. Now get up. Yeah, once he's getting hit <laughs> by pro players, it's a little different. All of a sudden, he's not as durable as he thought he was. Well, I, you know, that just goes to show that the difference between college and the NFL is a lot more than some people give it credit for. Oh, yeah. Like, most of these guys playing in these bowl games, this is it for a lot of these guys. This is the last time they're ever going to play a down of football, at least yeah, but, on a national there, stage. There's what? There's close to 120 college football programs with a roster of, I think they're allowed up to 90 players. There's, what, 30? Was it 32 NFL teams with 53 players and what? Yep. Is, it, is it 10 or 11 players on the practice squad? So that's a huge, huge bottleneck right there. You know, and only the cream of the crop is going to funnel into it. Yeah, you so, have like almost 11,000 people fighting for a little bit over 2,000 spots, which yeah. aren't all vacant, by the way. You know, exactly. a lot of those are taken up by veterans. You know, so it's it's... People, I, I, I don't think, uh, I shouldn't say people. I think some players who were so good in college, you know, um, Johnny Football being one, Tim Tebow being another, uh, you can throw RG3 in there. Uh, I mean, you can pretty much throw any quarterback that the Browns have taken since 2000 in the draft. You know, they think that, oh, College success is going to transfer over to the NFL automatically. No, hey, no, one second, one second. Sorry to interrupt you, Rich. Chris, you need to do the breaking news story. Oh, wait, hold on. My what, Carrie Fisher dying? Carrie Fisher just died. Oh, no way! 2016! Yep. You dick! Stop it! Yep. She's gone. Jesus Christ! What is it with this year, man? Fuck! That sucks! Yeah, she had a heart attack. Another one? She gone. God damn it, man. That oh, that just shit on the show. That blows. I mean, honestly, when I heard that she stopped breathing and she had had a massive heart attack and she had stopped breathing on that flight and they got her breathing again and she was in stable condition, but she never really left the ICU, I wasn't holding out much hope. Massive heart attacks where you stop breathing is usually it. You might hang on for a few days, and it's usually so the family can come say goodbye, and then they, they basically you're being kept alive. It's like having a massive stroke. Oh, that sucks. And considering that's how most of my family goes out, stroke or heart attacks like that, I know from experience firsthand <laughs> from watching it. You know, you walk in and you're like, they're on a machine that's breathing for them. I thought you said they were, you know, Stable. Well, they're stable. They're not getting any worse. But the minute we turn that machine off, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, man. So, so yeah. She won't be in the sequel. Man, no shit. Yeah. That's it. Well, they CGI her for eight and nine. Well, they've already, I think they've already got done filming eight. Because they started filming in the summer. So, if they were smart... I'd imagine they'd, I mean, this is kind of morbid, but... Let's get the old people in first. Exactly, exactly. Especially after they learned with uh, Harrison Ford breaking his leg 
you know, during filming of episode seven, you know, that, that put the entire production a couple weeks behind schedule because, you know, simply he had a broken leg, you know, and they were like, well, he's Harrison Ford. We can just film him later. No, the man's 70 years old. That's <laughs> it might not be a later. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, exactly. damn. Well, you jinxed it, Chris. You asked if anybody died that we should know about. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> George, all right, so George Michael, Carrie Fisher, who's the third? Uh, 2016 took a whole lot of people. Like a lot of big people, too. Well, shit. Who's, yeah, but who, who man, where's Harrison Ford? <laughs> Anyone got the vital signs on him? How's he doing? You really have a location for Ford. <laughs> Anyone talked to Mark Hamill lately? I know, oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I'm if if I'm anybody on that original Star Wars crew, I'm like, uh, you got we got some sort of insurance policy on these guys, right? Yeah, because Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Baker's gone, right? And Chewbacca, yeah. the guy who played Chewbacca, died, right? No, he's still alive. Oh, really? How he's not? Yeah, I don't think he's been in good health in years and years. I think he's mostly. Um, yeah, Peter Mayhew, I think they put him in the suit and say, okay, stand there, and they film him. And if they need him to Chewbacca to do anything physical, <laughs> they put someone else in the suit. I hate to say it, but it's like, uh, uh, it's kind of sports-related. You guys remember that uh, that movie, was it My Giant or whatever, with Billy Crystal, and he was looking for like a, a, a new basketball player? Mm-hmm. Or maybe not My Giant, but it was something, it was something along those lines. Those guys that are like abnormally large like that, they don't tend to be in the best health for some reason. Uh, it's something that, that goes along with they're that tall and that big, and it affects their health. So, you know, it sucks. I mean, we got what? A couple more days of the year left. There yeah. you go, Chris. Who else can, you know, who else can go? Oh, boy. Is, is this some. This is, who took, this is who died in 2016. David Bowie. Gene George Wilder. Michaels, Prince, Gene Wilder. Okay, and by Rick, the way, this, this isn't picking on you, Earl, because you're not the only one I've seen do this. But since when did George Michael pluralize his last name? <laughs> because every idiot I've seen online has, has said George Michaels. Not every, but I'm going to say a good 80%. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you grow up during the 80s? There was no S on the end of Isn't that Isn't that a Midwest thing, though, that you add S's to things that don't, like, it's Fords, Fords Chryslers, yeah. Myers? Right. Yeah. George Michaels, David Bowie's. <laughs> Princes. Gene Wilders. <laughs> Muhammad Ali's. Yeah. Man, yeah. This year, Scott Weiland's heart finally gave out. Like, I'm surprised that guy made it past the year 2000. Like he, Scott Weiland's in the overachiever department. Well, <laughs> the mother of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, Flo Ho. Yeah, it took Mrs. Brady, Mr. Seaver. But yeah, Damn. wow. Yeah. And now Princess Leia. Well, shit. Should Oops. we get back to sports? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were talking about the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Dolphins. Who the fuck are the Dolphins? I don't oh. know. But we talked enough shit about them. I know. So. They're, they're I'm gonna still the- talk shit about them. They they ain't even worth the the spot they're in. Is it Jay Ajayi? Been is that why? I mean, because they've been on their backup quarterback for what three no, weeks? No, no, Jason, you don't understand that long touchdown running he had. The Bills only had ten people on the field. Why is Rex Ryan fired? That's why. 
<laughs> he forgot how to play footballs. Him and his brother, I don't know what the hell they're doing. That They're the epitome of what the fuck is right there. No shit. How do you only have 10 men on the field? Get a penalty for 12 men on the field. I'll accept it. 10? Really? This new trick play they were trying. It's called the Benny Hill play. Called hashtag fail. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. Yeah, Rex. The good news is you're fired. Hey, take your brother with you. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. I love that quote. I love that quote. I do. Shit, you could just get Ari Gold drops from Entourage for your fired quotes. Oh, I know, probably right? go for a good 10 minutes. Oh, my favorite Ari Gold is, do you read the New Republic? Oh, I do. And it says that you know what the fuck you're talking about. Talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the- my, fa- my favorite quote, I think, of all time that I use daily to anything is, is from Ron White. Look, I'm third generation, don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's also the guy that says you can't fix stupid, correct? Yep. There's uh, but, a whole show on it. But the Dolph, I mean, has the AFC East quietly become the best division in football? What? Get- no. Hell no. Hell no? That's a hell no? That's a hell to the no. Okay, well, who is the best division in football? I, I don't think you really have one. You just have powerhouse teams. As far as a division as a whole, I mean, you, anybody Miami faces they're gonna in the playoffs is they're going to lose. But that being said, we got to talk about the injuries just briefly here because that has turned this fucking season on its head. I mean, I think if you look at the numbers, you could make arguments for the NFC East. A couple of years ago uh, was a joke in the league. Uh, I mean, if you look at the numbers now, I mean, the, they look like they're the only division where the first three teams, the top three teams are going to go to the playoffs. Or potentially the, the, the top three. I mean, uh, Washington's got some work to do, but yeah, they do. But I mean, the NFC East is definitely they got some powerhouses there, you know. And then you look, there's the Falcons, uh, Steelers in the AFC North, Raiders, Chiefs in the AFC West. I mean, AFC West is a huge powerhouse division. Yeah. All four teams. Yeah, you could put them in the in the conversation as well. Well, maybe the maybe three of them. Three out of the four. I mean, it's. I mean, well, you say AFC East, and you got the Jets in that division. Come on, man. <laughs> True. I'm just saying, you know, you got it is one of, you know, I mean, there's half of the divisions. It's one of the three divisions where the t- the top two teams are going to the playoffs because you got New England and Miami and the AFC East are going. In the AFC West, you got the Raiders and the Chiefs. NFC East, you got the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. And that is it. Everybody else, it looks like only the division leader's going. Thanks for coming. So I guess maybe those are the top three right now, you could argue. But, I mean, if you look at all of them, I'd probably go with, I mean, if you just go by the win and loss column, I mean, it, it's got to be the NFC East right now. I mean, even the, the, the worst team in the NFC East uh, would be ahead of the Chargers. All right. So I don't know. But, but like I said, good for them because I remember as little as five years ago, everyone being talked about what a – no, even, wasn't it last year? Didn't the, the Redskins finish like 7-9 and nine and went to the playoffs or something like that? Uh, 
don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Just look that up. No, but they were, here they were and nine there, and seven. Right. They they you know a lot of things have happened this week that has just completely rocked the NFL. Period. Oh, yeah. I mean, too. I mean, Raiders. Good luck. Right. Derek Carr Did, broke his leg. Didn't they have car insurance? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that is gonna hurt you, Oakland. That is gonna hurt you hard. We're gonna see this week coming up, you know, because the backup quarterback's starting. I don't know. Pat McGroin. Uh, yeah, I maybe. <laughs> That's all I hear when I hear that guy's name. That's the fifteen-year-old in me. Man, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Jack, kidding me. And then Jack Del Rio comes out and says he has no regrets about keeping Carr in the game. Yeah. Do you understand that you have fans that have a part of the stadium called the Black Hole? (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand that these fans pride themselves on how insane they are? I mean, they get dressed up in, 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 in... as Darth Vader and come to the fucking games, you know? I mean, these are not, like, just your average, I'm going to go out and buy a jersey and a hat fans. I mean, no, they come like, with, with skull paintings and human skulls and on chains and, yeah. Looking like, yeah, it looks like if you, literally, if they pan over the black hole, it looks like, you know, the extras from the set of a Mad Max movie. You know? <laughs> I mean, you you really don't want to piss off your fan base when that's your fan base. I mean, that's like being a coach in Philly and pissing off the fan base. It's not a bright idea. I mean, you know, the vet used to have a, a courthouse set up in the stadium so they could prosecute people for fighting and being drunk, too drunk and fighting. Yeah, Philly should have looked at themselves in the mirror when that was going down. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, maybe we need to get it together as a group. We have to have a holding cell in our football stadium. You know, the, the two things they define themselves by is booing and throwing rocks and snowballs at Santa Claus and cheering when Michael Irvin ended his career on their home field. Like, yeah, fuck him, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, these, these, are, you know, these are not people that are like, you know, goodwill towards... Men and shit. That's that's. Mm-mm. Well, maybe that's maybe that's where Rex will end up next year. <laughs> Oof. I, well, he, he might he might do well in Philly. Who knows? He's well, I was talking about Oakland. I see o- Oakland fits Rex Ryan as far as personalities go, but I they're not letting go of Jack. Yeah, really. he'll get another shot. And I mean, unless they totally just fucking implode the next two weeks here without Carr, you never know. I mean, Latavius Murray better be fucking ready for a. Big Running bunch of work right there. Yeah, because it's it, Crabtree and uh, what's his nuts Cooper. Amari I mean, Cooper. Your workload's gonna be a little different. Well, well, you know that's what we're saying. This these injuries and everything that's happened has turned this fucking season on its head. Mar- Marcus Mariota, same yep. freaking injury. Looks like next year you can get to be a real boy, Mariota. Not this year, because Houston clinched it, right? I mean, what they won, even uh, they're they're playing this week, even if. Uh, Tennessee wins. Houston's got the tiebreaker, so it's over. So, yeah. I mean, Mariota, you're starting to make Tennessee respectable. Was. And my buddy wanted to point out that it will be a football inception this week because it's basically the same team playing each other, if you think about it. 
Titans are the old Oilers. Texans are the one that replaced the Oilers. It's football inception. Tyler Lockett broke his leg from Seattle. Yeah, that's going to hurt. That is going to hurt them. I mean, I said don't sleep on him, but I forgot about that. Maybe you can't sleep on him. He's he hasn't been an integral part of their offense this year, but he's been a part of it. When he's had when he's had a day, he's had a day. <laughs> well, he broke his leg scoring a touchdown. I mean, you can't yeah can't be that upset about it. But hey, Doug Baldwin, are you ready for all the passes? Well, I mean, you, you were talking about Seattle and not sleeping on him, and I get it. You know, they they got some stuff, but they've lost a lot of their defense. Earl Thomas is gone. And he's hurt, broke his leg. Lockett's broke now his leg. I mean, it just so many injuries and so many key parts of so many teams. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are sitting there going, Ha-ha, good on you. Yeah, they're doing their best impersonation of McConaughey. They do all right, all right, all right. Right, keep that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Brady's just sitting there with a drink with a straw with an umbrella in it. Like, all right, just let me know. Let me know when i got to play Stop. again. Bill Belichick's looking at it going, Strongbow! <laughs> yeah. I mean, on paper right now, it's New England versus Dallas, right? I mean, if you... I mean honestly, that's the best they got. And know. people are just sitting there going, yeah, that's it. Don't rest your players. Keep playing them, please. Jesus, if that if that ends up being the Super Bowl, that's that's the that's the douche bowl, especially fan base. Oh yeah, think of oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, be so much douche, douche tidal wave, the bandwagon bowl. That'll turn Dak into uh, what's his name Wilson, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. It would the rookie sensation, the uh, the second coming. Yeah. He's the future. He's the man. Look, yeah, Super Bowl. Look. But you got some tough defenses making the AFC playoffs. You got the Chiefs. You got the Steelers. You got the Pats. My question on Dallas isn't their offense. Their offense is well documented. Does very well with Zeke or without. My question is their defense. That's it. They've lost two games, man. I'd say they're doing all right. Yeah, to the same person. Ugh. Yeah. Honestly, though, I mean, if you look at the projected, you know, playoff pitcher, okay, the Texans and the Dolphins are the weakest link in the AFC, if you ask me. And rest of them, well, now with the Raiders with Carr being out, I mean, it's, I guess it's a wild card. That is. <clears throat> but I mean, Steelers, you know, dude, they're the Steelers. They're doing what they, it's, it's, it's become a trope on this show, but, you know, they're doing what they do every time. This time of year. Yep. yep. You know, Patriots, enough said. Don't even need to talk about that. Chiefs, stronger team than I think some people, a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah. You look at the NFC, and who's really scary coming out of the NFC? Cowboys. And the Giants. I mean, uh, 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 Falcons, you know, the Pack, Seahawks, Lions, or the Redskins. You really scared any of them teams if you're playing them? I mean, if, if you... if if, you know, you're the Cowboys, are you scared of any of them teams? If I'm the Cowboys, the only team I'm scared of is the Giants. Yep. I'm, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm scared of two teams, the Giants and the Pack. If the Lions don't get the job done against the Pack, I'm kind of worried about them. I'm going to follow Chris. They're on a roll. For whatever reason, somebody got to Aaron Rodgers and said, hey, fucker, stop relaxing, and he has, and his team followed suit. Their defense has started to look like their defensive old. 
they're kind of creepy. I'm well, I'm nervous about my pick because I have to pick my lions, but damn. Considering when the fappening happened and all the pictures of her asshole that Olivia Munson had hacked from her phone, maybe she cut off you know the pooper sex to, to Aaron Rodgers and said, "Hey, you better go win me a Super Bowl, motherfucker. I know, you right? want some of this ass? You know, get out there and start fucking winning." Or else, you know, <laughs> I didn't even know she had her phone hacked. The numbers are scary, man. I mean, Green Bay has put up eighty more points this year. They just now caught up to us, but they put up eighty more points than us. I mean, that's. But that's that's Aaron Rodgers. That's what he does for you when he's on his game. Mm-hmm. And here's the scary part: that's not Aaron Rodgers playing well. That's just Aaron Rodgers playing like Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers with a broke down calf. I mean, the rest of the stats line up pretty good. Green Bay six and two in home. Detroit six and one at home. They're both Green Bay three and four in the road. Detroit three and five on the road. Green Bay's four and one in the division. Detroit three and two in the division. They're both seven and four in the conference. I mean, those matchups. But I mean, that's. The outlier here is just, is the the points four man like yikes like I, I said it earlier man I hope we're ready well like I said just looking at the playoff picture the the only team who I think it, it has earned the right to walk in the room just swinging their dick is the Cowboys but I still stand by this the Giants are like that fucking that five foot nothing hundred nothing kid who ain't scared of nobody for yep. some fucking reason. And it, and it works out in their favor more often than not. Wins all of his fights based on tenacity. Yeah. You know, it's like he's like the easy E of, you know, of the NFL. They're, they're like, my height, don't fight, motherfucker. You know, and it's like, they pull, damn. They pull a George Foreman. Like, I'll just let you tire yourself out. I, I agree with Rich. Uh, the Giants are like any big sports team in history. You know, the, the Cowboys come in, they got Dak, Zeke. Des, you know, all all the short name words, and they're flying their flag, and they're doing their dance, jumping in, you know, the the bull for, uh, um, what's the damn thing, Salvation Army. You know, they're all, oh, look at us, we're, we're good again. We have moved past Rama, ooh, and quietly, very, very quietly, the Giants are like, uh-huh, you ready to play? Yeah, you know, you know the two the, losses you have? Those are from us. And then the game starts, and they're like, uh-huh, go jump in that bowl, bitch, because we go. Yeah, I'm convinced Eli Manning does not have blood. He has ice water in his veins, man. I mean, Rich said it best, man. That guy ain't scared of nothing. They didn't know they were supposed to be scared of the Cowboys. Like, whatever, assholes. Beat you twice. Nice, nice job, Brooke. You know? And what's funny is, um, I think it was ESPN, they come out with their... You know, most disappointed play, most disappointing player on every team this season, and Eli Manning was their pick for the Giants. And I'm just going. If you looked at his numbers, how is he the most disappointing player on that team? There's no one else on that team that's more it's had a more disappointing season than him. Really? Look at any of their running backs. They'll start there. New York. That's the one knock I got on the Giants. They kind of got the what's. At least right now, similar situation to what's going on in Detroit. They got running back by committee going on. Who's healthy and who's 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 hot? That's the Giants' running game this year. Yeah, but I mean, once Tiki Barber left, who's been their you know season in season out running back? They haven't really had one exactly. And and when did they win their two most recent Super Bowls after Tiki Barber left? You know, I mean, it, so. 
it works for them. I mean, you know, on paper it shouldn't work, I guess, but in 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 practice it does, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, it's look out for them, man. It's Dallas just be yeah, scared, man. They, they 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 just don't know enough to be scared. Yeah, and that's that's and that's they, that's it's it's almost like getting into a fight with someone who has nothing to lose. You know, I mean, it, it, not much. <laughs> and if the Lions do make the playoffs, who are we going to play? We're going to have to play either the Giants, the Cowboys, the Falcons, or the Seahawks. Really? I take the Seahawks right now. They're do, hurt. Do you see bad. us winning against any of those teams? Seahawks. I, I think. I don't know if I see them winning. I see them having the best shot against. I think the Legion of Boom would Seahawks. fucking. I think you. I think against the Seahawks, you'd have to rely on the ground game that we don't have, and that's how they'd win. The only reason I'm not saying Falcons is because the Falcons are playing in the NFC South, and the NFC South is a fucking. It's it's not a very strong division. Yeah, but this year, man. I mean, Matty Ice and Julio Jones. Matty Ice to anybody this year. I mean, it has been an aerosol in Atlanta this year. It Last has. year it was all it about really the ground has. game and Devontae Freeman, and this year it is a fucking air raid going on in Atlanta. Oh, definitely. Dude, they put up over 500 points in the season so far. 502. I mean, our team is not equipped to defend an offense like that. It's just not. Not as banged up as our defense is. We need Darius Slayback in a bad way. Yes, no we doubt. do. I mean, I just see, I mean, with what I've seen the last two weeks, we're first, we make it, we're fodder. You know, we're the, you know, we're the fucking, uh, the pregame at the Coliseum before the Lions, you know, <laughs> before the Lions eat the Christians, you know, we're the things they send out to, you know, get the Lions. We're the little circus, the little do 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 That's what we'll be, quite honestly, with what we with what they've shown us in the last two weeks. But and uh, you know, on top of that, yeah, there's been some improbable runs, you know, in recent memory. You know, Steelers in 2005. I mean, they, they, you know, they were a wild card team. They didn't have one home game during the playoffs. They win the Super Bowl. You know, it's, it's happened, but I don't, I cannot stress this enough. If you didn't grow up in Detroit, if you didn't grow up as a Lions fan or around the Lions as your hometown team, even if you're not a fan, there is no confidence there. Like most Lions fans, Earl's the biggest homer on this, on this, this show. And as this, as the last two weeks have progressed, you're seeing a Lions fan. You're seeing them go through the five stages right here. I would say before your eyes, but before your ears. Yeah, I am more typical of, or I am more of a typical Lions fan around here as far as my outlook. Guys like Earl, God love them. You know they've got Honolulu blue and silver in their veins, and they're always behind them. But guys like me are more prominent around here. We've we've been hurt before. We, you know, well, it's just. It's it's just like okay, it's just like when the NHL season this year started, and I you know I, I reading a couple different articles going in the comments sections, you know, and I posted I said enjoy the little you know win streak the the wings are on, it's not going to continue. In fact, I I'd go I I think I've said it on this program. This is the year their their playoff streak ends, and I had just the just dude I got dogpiled by homers. We call the shit lord. You know, everything, everything. You know, not a true fan. Don't know what I'm talking about. Don't know shit about hockey, just et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, all right, I get it, but at a certain point, you got to be realistic. And 
you look at a team, and it doesn't matter what sport it is, it doesn't matter how big of a fan you are, you look at a team and you go, okay, I want them to win every game. It's not realistic, but I want them to win every game. All right, well, let's say they scrape and claw their way into the playoffs. Well, now you're looking at the best of the best. And when you start putting your team against other teams, just like Earl did, who do you want them to play? He's like, give me Seattle. They're beat up. He didn't say give me the best team because he wants to go through the best to prove that the, the Lions deserve to be there. He said, give me the most beat up team. That's who we got the best shot at winning against. Reality comes slapping you in the face real hard during playoff time. I mean, that's that's just the nature of it. That's how come, I, you know, look, as a Bucks fan, I'm happy for the... My, am I happy the way the season's ending for the Bucks? No. But I'm happy to have had the season they had. It's been better than the, the last couple of seasons. You're going to end up over 500. That's without muscle hamster the whole year, well, pretty much. Right, and that's and that's what I'm saying about the Lions. You know, They're having a phenomenal season. Good on them. One day, the ball's going to bounce right. Everybody's going to be in the right spot. And the Lions will win the Super Bowl. One day. And on See, that you know, day, that's the difference between me and you, Earl, is you're hoping for the ball to bounce right one day, and I'm saying, God damn it, make it bounce right one day. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. There and hope, put yourself in a position for the ball to bounce your way. Rig the game. Do what most teams do. do. Do fucking New England does. Do what Green Bay does. Build your shit. Don't just keep... Yeah, our, our problem is, is we build for like a season. We don't build long term. We don't. We build for short term. It's fucking annoying. It's... It's like the thing I showed you. Seeing this shit. It's like the thing I showed you in our chat, though. Matt Stafford is could be an elite quarterback since he started, but he hasn't had the coaching. You mentioned Green Bay. You mentioned the Pats and everybody. That is just top tier coaching. You know what I mean? You got Mike Holgram. Are you kidding me? Phenomenal coach, without a doubt. The coach now. Phenomenal coach, no doubt. Bill Belichick is the coach. The coach. Change the Barty trophy to the Belichick trophy, for reals. And then you got us. Doesn't we haven't had a great coach since I couldn't tell you when. It's a bold statement, dude, that you just made, by the way. <laughs> tell me when the Lions had that caliber of coaching. Uh, never. Okay, then. Defense never. rush, Your Honor. Yeah. You know, NFL... NFL Network, you know, they have their little top 10 shows. And this was, this is an old episode. It's got to be at least 10 years old. And they had the top 10 most snake bit franchises in, F- in NFL history. And the Lions are so bad, they didn't even make that list. And how they couldn't, I don't understand how you, how you, how you couldn't put them on there. I mean, they had, okay, you had Barry Sanders. He did not, did nothing. You did nothing. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't even get to a fucking Super Bowl with him. Yeah. Arguably, the best running back of all time. You did nothing with him. You pissed him away. You chewed him up and he, spit him out. Said so you did the, the same thing where, with Calvin Johnson too. Yeah, to the point where he retired via a letter to the to uh, 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 his hometown paper. You know, uh, Calvin Johnson waste waste of fucking talent here in Detroit. Did absolutely. Nothing with him here. Didn't even win a playoff game. At least Barry won a playoff game. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Who, if you took Matt Stafford, and I, you know, I haven't been his biggest defender over his career, but if you took Matt Stafford and put him on someone like, if you put Matt Stafford on someone like the Falcons, the Falcons would be looking at multiple Super Bowl runs. 
with him as quarterback and that defense. Yeah. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You know, uh, it, 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 I, I, I don't see that big of a difference between a guy like Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger if, if, if Stafford had been drafted by the Steelers and played for them. Stafford plays exactly like Brett Favre. I mean, it's just, it, it, I, I just don't get, I don't get it. I don't get what is going on in Detroit to where they are just this bad. I mean, probably this bad of a fucking franchise. They need coaching in a bad way. They need stable, great decision-making, I'm going to get this done coaching. I don't care who's on my team, what the odds are. I don't care. Coaching. That's what they need. They never had it. Never. But at at a certain point, okay, they've never had good coaches. Okay, then you got to... I'm not saying never had good coaches. They never had that type of coach, Rich. Bill Belichick, okay, perfect example. Not because of his Super Bowls or anything, but because he's lost Tom Brady. He's lost Gronk. He's lost his star linebacker, safety, three draft picks. Draft picks out the wazoo, he's lost. He's lost so much, but he still fucking wins. Because he's the type of coach that says, I don't care who's on my team. I don't care what the odds are. I have a game plan for this this game this week, and that's what we're going to do. Whoever is in the driver's seat. Lions have never had that type of coaching. Lions have had coaches that go, fuck, I got Barry Sanders. Let's run the ball. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, my God, I got Calvin Johnson. Throw it to him, Matt. Just throw it up. He'll get it. You got this. We're going to the Super Bowl. They've never had a coach that sat down and was like, fuckers, I don't care who's hurt, who's coming, who's going. This is the game plan. Run it. Or it's your ass. You're the one that's going. Okay, but hold on. You're you're either missing the point that I'm trying to make or you're unaware of the point I'm trying to make. One of the two. Whose fault is it they don't have that? At a certain point, you can't blame the coaches who are just getting hired. You have to blame who's hiring the coaches. Okay, and oh, it's, 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 old, it's, it's Matt Millen. It's an old story here, but you know Matt Millen was the was the you know the scapegoat when he was here, and for good reason. But we are now almost ten years post Millen. Okay, and the best run they've had has been. One playoff appearance and, or two, excuse me, two playoff appearances and they got smoked in both. You know, okay, so if it's not the general manager, because someone keeps hiring a general manager, so go up the ladder one more rung. You've got ownership who's happy just to put a fucking product on the field. Why? Because they know for all the talk about Detroit being hockey town and back in the 80s, Tiger town and all this shit, Detroit is a football town. We've had this discussion. If the Lions were to win the Super Bowl, it would make every every fucking Red Wings and Tigers and Pistons parade look like a joke. And oh, no doubt. no doubt. The, the Lions are the Chicago Cubs of football. And, and the, reason, no the reason that the ownership can get away with putting a shit product on the field from the GM down to the fucking last least person on the practice squad is because of people... <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, is because of people, and this is not a slam against you, it's just the truth, people like you. I'm going to support them no matter what. They're my boys no matter what. I don't care. I'm going to go out and buy a Lions jersey. I'm going to go out and, you know, put money in the Ford's pocket through through 
supporting the Lions, and the Fords know that. So they go, well, fuck it. We don't have to put a, a winning product on the field because we've already got them. They have no other choice. You despise Chicago as a Lions fan. You despise Green Bay. All right? Who the fuck else are you going you, gonna to root for? If you were born in Detroit and you were raised in a football family, you've been raised to hate every other team around you. I just wasn't born into a football family. When I moved to Florida, that's when my buddies, all my buddies were like, hey, you don't watch football? I said, I watch college football. You don't watch pro football? No. Well, come on over on Sundays and watch the Bucks with us. That's when I got into the Bucks. It's the only reason I'm a Bucks fan. If, if I'd been born into a, a football family here in Detroit, I'd probably be a Lions fan just like the rest of you guys. No, and I, and I respect it. And you speak the truth, Rich. Absolutely. At least you got a Super Bowl in your past. But... It's definitely a Ford issue, a general manager issue. Just And like I said, just like Chicago Cubs, one day we're going to hire the right general manager who gets us the best coach, the best talent, in the right places, and it'll make it happen. Oh, Earl, it's, but it's, it's that kind of attitude that's why there's fucking you know, 150-year-old buildings in Detroit rotting away. <laughs> that's, someday I, someone's going to come I, in I, and buy I, these I, and restore them to their former glory. No, make it happen now. Tear them down, make way for the future. Get, but I am nobody. I, I can't even look upon the Ford family. The Ford family needs to go in there like, with look. A fucking napalm and just start over. <laughs> I, look, I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say this. When Clay Ford Jr., the second whatever the fuck, died, and Martha Ford took over, she came in with an attitude of, I don't want to hear no bullshit. I don't want to hear no garbage. I don't want to hear no excuses. Get shit done. And I, 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 as as much as a non-fan can, I guess I drank the Kool-Aid and was like, shit, maybe you got someone in here who's going to be like, I don't give a fuck. Get the fucking shit done. There's no excuse why we do not have a winning tradition. We're a charter member of the NFL. There's no excuse for us not to have at least appeared in a Super Bowl. Like, man, call I'll, Robert Kraft. Give him consult the team. Tell you to run it. I don't give a fuck. Just, I'm tired of waiting. I'm, <laughs> Earl, I'm with you. About one I, I day, wish one we didn't day. have to wait too, brother. We're forty. All right, one day is going to end for us. And if you, you know, we're we're on the other side of the ride. How many, hey. how many, how many more times are we going to go? One day they're going to get it together. I guarantee. Hey, people I guarantee waited their you whole life for Chicago Cubs, and it happened. So it yeah, happen. what, there was people who lived and died. There was generations who lived and died between those two championships. I mean, Boston fans thought they had it bad. No. They didn't hit triple digits. They, I mean, they came close, but they didn't hit triple digits between championships. I mean, here's, here's, you want some facts? Here's some facts for your ass. Two of the three people on this podcast are on some form of medication for our blood pressure. Chances are we've already passed the halfway point of our life. How much longer we really fucking got? I mean, like I, like Chris said, and as he said, said it, <laughs> and it, and you know, okay, we'll see how that works out. But just like Chris said, as fucked up as this sounds, I'm happy I got my Super Bowl. I'm not greedy. I'm not a New England fan. I, you know, I'm 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 not like a I'm not a, I'm not a Super Bowl junkie. You know, I snorted some I snorted some Super Bowl one time. Didn't mean I had to start slamming it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> did start free basing the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. I'm not out like you know. You got any more of them Super Bowls? Selling my shit three in the morning. You got know. these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it, it, as fucked up as it sounds. I mean, it's just like, you know, a buddy of mine who, you know, he's no longer with us, but 
he's he was probably about seven years younger than me. Okay, he he was alive in '84. He just doesn't remember '84. Huge Tigers fan. And in 2006, when they lost Game Five to the to the Cardinals, my phone rings, and I didn't even look at the caller ID. I already knew who it was. It was him. And I pick up the phone. And I'm talking to him. It's a grown man, and he's crying. I'm like, dude, are you are, seriously? Are you all right? He's like, I don't understand, man. You had you had season tickets last year, and you're a huge Tigers fan. You could tell me about the Tigers from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 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 you're not taking the losses hard. I'm like, because I remember them winning a World Series. He's like, I don't. I just wanted one. That's it. And I'm like, God damn, man. Like, I don't. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I just. Looking, looking at the NFL and looking around at teams, I think it's it's a fucking disgrace that you have a charter member of the NFL, the Lions, who are in the company of the teams they're they're in the company of, who've never been to a Super Bowl. It is ridiculous. I fully agree. Fully agree. I'm that right. is ridiculous. That is, I mean, just I, I people talk about the Browns. Browns well, got a hell. Browns Browns got a hell of a history before the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, right. And you know, it's not like we don't have big name players. You know, it's and we go back to that. But you know, people talk, oh, Joe Montana, Brett Favre, you know, Elway, Tom Brady. We had, like you said, arguably. I don't think it's very arguable at all. The best running back in NFL ever did nothing. That's because of the coaching. If Bill Belichick w- w- coached like our past history of coaches, they would not be the team they are today. Because you could put anybody in his system and they fucking win. They proved it this season. They proved it in the past, but just this season. Lost Gronk for the season? Win. Tom Brady suspended? When take my draft picks? When he doesn't give a shit who's on the field, who's coming in on waivers, who's leaving for another team. He doesn't care. I have a game plan. We're running it. I don't care who's on the field. This is what we're doing. It will work, and it does. Now, be it the Fords not hiring the right general manager, not hiring the right coach. That's what it is. We have the talent. We've had the talent in years past. You know, we can argue. There is argument about Calvin Johnson being a good, the greatest receiver or whatever. That being said, you need the upfront office to to be the right people. That's evident in the Chicago Cubs. Haven't had a fucking championship in 108 years. Get the right general manager. All of a sudden, the coach, the players are in the right spot. And over 5 million people watch the parade as they celebrate the championship. That proves my point. You need the right people up top. It doesn't matter who's on the field because they can't make it happen. It's the coaches that has to call the plays, make the game plan, get it done day in and day out. If the coach doesn't do it, give a fuck what happens on the field or who's there. Yeah, I guess you need the right architect is, I guess, the whole point you're getting at there, Iceman. But look at it. How can it not be that? Best fucking running back ever to play the game ever. You couldn't catch him if you had fishing nets. You still couldn't catch that little bastard. Never never went to the Super Bowl. Never went to the Super Bowl. Then is he the best? You could say he's oh, one he's of the best. You could say he's one of the best. No, fuck that. He's the best. He didn't have the offensive line of Emmett Smith. It's not the time that he played as Adrian Peterson is. 
he didn't have the the offensive line and the coaching that Walter Payton had. I mean this in the nicest way possible. It just sounds like you're making excuses. That's, I just heard, I'm not I just heard a list of excuses. No, I'm not. I'm telling you why he's the best. It's not an excuse. It's an explanation, bro. Well, I don't have a million dollars because I didn't get this million dollar job. Like you don't have kind of along that line. Spent the money, bro. That's why you don't have a million dollars. But here's the thing: Barry Sanders was is the best running back in NFL history because you couldn't fucking catch him because he's one of those players that adapted to I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going to run, and I'm not going to stop until I want to. And he did it at every fucking play, every day, every time. It didn't matter if you had 11 people right there waiting to catch him. Matter of fact, he fucking went through eight people multiple times. I can show you the highlights. But is that good enough to win a Super Bowl? No. You don't have the quarterback, the receivers. You don't have the defense to stop the other team. It's a whole group mentality that you need, and it all starts up in the GM office to hire the right coach to get the right plays in. Uh, that's that's basically what I was getting at. People can say coaching. People can say GMs. Okay, well, here's the deal. If you've had shit coaches, it's the GM's fault. If you've had shit GMs who can't hire good coaches, well, you go another rung up the ladder, it's the owner's fault. I mean, this is just not a very well-run franchise. I mean, you can't make that argument with – the Tigers. I mean, short of short of hiring like a voodoo priest, Mike Yelich has done everything he can to bring a championship to the Tigers. God knows he did it with the Red Wings. I mean, he's multiple he, times. He's proven as an owner he will do what he feels it will take to win. You know, take and he will take chances. He will, you know, take guys in the draft that no one else wanted, and they turn into. You know, Pavel Datsuk and, and Zetterbergs. And, yeah, you know, for a Make while. blockbuster trades. Yeah. Give up Paul Coffey and uh, 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 Keith, Primo Keith Primo for fucking Shanahan, who was, who was wasting away oh, at fucking Hartford. You know, Make, you know give the, the of a trade. thumbs up for them type of trades. You know, sign, sign uh, uh, Chris Draper back for a dollar. You know, he thought he, as an owner, he's he's proven that he will think outside the box, and he will he's willing to spend the money, and he's willing to take the risk. I just feel the Fords know that they they have a built-in fan base that's going nowhere, and so if they just put a product out there, I've said it before, it's like it's like it's the like attitude if, of the if, electric company. Well, what other football are you going to watch? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like if 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 Lucy held the football just one out of every ten times for Charlie Brown, how much more faith would he have that she was going to hold it every time he went to go kick it? And how many more people would actually watch every time she held the football? And that's what you have. Is this the time? Is this the time? You know, and I look, I we have a local sports personality. He is. He's death on every fucking Detroit team. He's from the New York area. And the only reason he's out here is he went to college out here. But I do agree with him about this. As an outsider looking in, you guys deserve better ownership than what you have when it comes to Detroit Lions. That's just, I, it's, it, 
there's only so much you can lay the blame at players, coaches, GMs' feet. Because eventually you have to look at who's making all those decisions to bring all those people in. So, you know, hey, let's be let's be honest here. And if if and, and Earl, if you're capable, take off the Homer jacket for a minute. Let's say the Lions beat Green Bay Sunday. They get in the playoffs. What is your best? I mean, what? What? Real realistically, how far do you think they're going? I, I don't. I, I don't think they'll go far at all. That's bullshit. They've they've shown me they've shown me what they're capable of and what they're made of. These past two weeks, they were up to bat. They had the NFL by the balls. People were talking positively about them. Holy cow! They're actually playing four quarter football. Matt Stafford might be elite. What the hell's going on to Detroit? Let's focus there. And then they shit the bed. They get to New York. Can't get it done. Where did their offense go? Fucking defense was awesome. Only held uh, New York to under 20 points. Are you kidding me? And the great elite quarterback Matt Stafford and, and, and Caldwell and them can't put a game plan together to beat the fucking Giants? Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, dude, I kind of feel like it's the 2011 team all over again. You know, they made the playoffs. People were losing their fucking minds here in Detroit. And they went up against uh, New Orleans, and New Orleans never punted once during that game. I mean, that, that that's Madden-type shit. You know, just, we can leave the punter back. <laughs> we, we, we can leave him back at the hotel. Don't even bring him in. We got this. Yeah, no, right. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know. And like I said, it's just... It's it's kind of irritating because I'm surrounded by Lions fans, and I'm not irritated by them. I'm irritated by every single fucking year because the NFL has made itself a year-round sport now with you know the playoffs and the combine and then the draft and then you know preseason and then they have hard knocks. And then you know the regular season. It's it's year round. You you can you can literally watch the NFL Network and get it's nice something football related new, not just documentaries and specials in the off season, but something new almost every fucking week. I mean, like clockwork from the NH from the NHL NFL, and that's something to their credit that they've done. They took they took a very niche sport that fifty years ago wasn't even in the top two. And they've made it the powerhouse that it is. But, you know, when you watch a, a fan base go through this shit, it gets old, man. I mean, even... I don't even... This is horrible for me to say. Anytime Tampa plays Detroit and Tampa wins, all my friends walk around going, okay, give it to us. And I don't even give it to them because they can't handle it. <laughs> it's like I'm not... It's like it's like going up and, and, and beating up, you know, being beating up a two-year-old taking their candy from them. I take no pleasure in beating up on them. Now, if I lived in, in, in you know, Boston, if I lived in Dallas, and Tampa come in and stomped on those two teams, I'd talk shit all day long because they fucking deserve it. With, with Lions fans, I'm just like, eh, you guys already go through enough, man. I don't need to be piling on. <laughs> right. Now, see, Rich, I'm not your average homer. I'm not sitting here telling you they have the talent, they have the chance, they're going to make it this year. And and then they lose, and I'm like, but they they're still coming. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm not that guy. I said, win or lose, they're my boys. They have done things for me 
that I can never repay, and I'm just, I'm with them to the bitter end, whatever that is, whatever they do, I don't care. And personally, right now, I'm looking ahead to next season. I'm hoping we get a general manager that makes shit happen. Pick some people up in the draft, move some things around. I think this season's pretty much over. That's not to say that I'm going to pick Green Bay, because I'm not. But I'm not telling you that, you know, we have the talent of the Pats or, you know, the Raiders as this season as it has been, the Chiefs, you know, contenders. We don't. But I'm, I'm like that parent who doesn't have the star player at, at Little League or in high school, you know, games. You know, you come out and you go, hey, man, go out there and give it your best. <laughs> and they come back and they lose and they're like, you know what? You had fun. You gave it your best. Let's go home and practice a little bit. We'll get better. I still love you. You sound like the team that's coming on the short plane. It, it's basically it's what we guys. are. You can and that's it. why. And that's why right there, Chris, no general manager, great general manager, is going to come into Detroit because it's the place to, to not be. Detroit is, like the, Detroit is like the state fair if you are a band, all right? If you're in Detroit... You are on your way up or you are on your way down if you are playing at the state fair. That's kind of how it is at the Lions, really. You're on your way up in the NFL or you're on your way down. Most of the time, you're on your way down. Yeah, so, I mean, it was Steve Mariucci's last stop. He's now, he's a TV star now. He ain't going back. Like, well, I fucked that career. Let's get another one. Hey, I got these nice baby blue eyes. I know a lot about football. <laughs> you know, Michael Irvin's on TV because they're like, come on, man. We can't, you can't, come on. We can't let you be a coach. You will let crazy okay. shit go on. On Monday now, they started this. You got mossed by Randy Moss. That just sounds weird. You got mossed. <laughs> But when wide receivers just pull unbelievable catches. He says that to his wife. He just got mossed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we pick week 17, gentlemen? Or do we want to? Do we want to? Because, yeah, the, the college, we're really not getting into. That's next week, really. I mean, it really is. It seems like all of a sudden the last week, the whole world is collectively woken up and going, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Why is Ohio State in this? It's stuff we've been screaming for like a month. We, we got to talk a little bit about the injuries. I mean, we mentioned them, but Derek Carr, holy shit. How do you leave him in there? Clearly, you're going into the playoffs. You have momentum. You're, you're on a hell Titans. of a run. Because you're playing the Titans. What? You're play, that's why, because you're playing the Titans. Or no, who did they play? Okay, who are you playing? Who, who, who did Oakland play again? I just, I, del- no I just deleted all the picks, <laughs> so I don't have that in front of me. Uh, wait, let's go across the crawl here. <coughs> oh, they're playing Indy. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, you could look at it this way. It's preventive. If you look at how the standings were before the, the week started, that's preventative medicine. That's, that's keeping this team from making the playoffs. If, they were winning by a huge number when he got hurt. He shouldn't have been there. Ah. Well, hope Jack Del Rio can sleep at night. Hope the black like this incident. Like I said, he was <laughs> he he read his he read the crowd so well he came out and said, "I have no regrets about keeping him in." Well, I hope so. you have a private number. Hope That's you, what I'm saying. Yeah. Hope your information's not too available on the internet. No, the Raiders have the craziest. The Raiders have nothing on the dog pound, the Lambo leap, the twelfth man. They they got nothing. Raiders black hole is. I mean, that's it. 
You you get in there. You mean wait, 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 you mean the Raiders have nothing on the twelfth man Lambo? No, 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 no. Those all those teams have nothing have nothing on the Raiders. No, all those all those teams have nothing on the Raiders. You you get into the black hole. Oh, you sometimes you forget about the game. <laughs> it becomes survival. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It, it, it's God a, forbid you're wearing the wrong jersey. You were in the other team jersey. It's <laughs> it's it's like a uh, West for Firefly and shit. It's like a Pantera pit circa '94. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you're not. You're no longer a spectator. You're just there to survive. <laughs> I mean, it just I saw him in New York in a in a uh, uh, upstate New York in a hockey arena. And literally, they stopped. I'm bro- playing the song "I'm Broken" three times, and he said, "Phil goes, if the whole main floor is in the pit, we're walking. We're done. Show's over." And they started "I'm Broken" one last time, and dude, people were trying to climb over the glass to get <laughs> off the main floor. <laughs> I was smack dab in the middle, about maybe twenty five feet from the stage, and I was like, "Well." Oh, it's a good thing I can take a punch. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> I wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Yeah, and this, the black hole in the playoffs, good luck. You know, it, it really is because I was really hoping, you know, just that the Raiders were going to make a deep playoff run just to shake things up because I just... I don't count them out. I really don't. I mean, I hope so. Because, I mean, hey. They still got 90% of their people, bro. I, I understand that, but it's just, dude, I'm so fucking tired of it being the Patriots or the Steelers. But if you watch, watch football. But if you watched it all year, though, I mean, Carr was the fucking, he was the impetus behind most of the offense about, I mean, just from watching football all year. You fucking done, son! I just, I can't, I can't have any confidence in the Raiders now. Like, the he was a huge part of it, man. I agree. Like, hey, thanks for playing. Pick up your partying gifts on the way out. You know, here's your three-month supply of Campbell's chicken noodle soup and Tide. You know, <laughs> thanks for playing. Oh, oh, before we get on the picks, and speaking of uh, Campbell's soup, who the fuck told Donovan McNabb he's going to make a good sports commentator? <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker sounds like Snuffleupagus with a mouthful of Novocaine. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. That mush mouth motherfucker. I swear to God. Can someone get him a broadcast? Send him to broadcast school? Specs Howard, something. Give him a diction you know class. See, Jesus. that's the exact yeah. same way I feel about Matt Hasselbeck. Get your bald ass off the television. You know nothing. I'm not saying he knows nothing, but, man, they got him on ESPN radio. They got him talking on. Like, he was on, uh, 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 oh, shit, Brain Fart. And I talk about this show all the time. The Stephen A. Smith show. Uh, first take, was it first take or first and ten? I think first it's first take. take. First take, thank you. It used to be first and ten or some shit like that. I think it was when it was on cold pizza still it was that. Anyways, <clears throat> he's sitting there trying to smack talk with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. And it literally sounded like when they were trying to mainstream the kid who probably shouldn't be in the regular classes. <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker was horrible. It just, uh, 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 I was waiting for him to go, 
Papered. I mean, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. I mean, I understand ESPN's trying to clean house and push an agenda, and so they got to bring in new blood. Can we get someone who can enunciate? How about that? I mean, tell that motherfucker to go find his mama and keep selling soup. That's all I'm saying. I know, right? The soup is cold. No soup for you, sir. Oof. <laughs> Jesus, God. Oh, and by the way, we I, I guess one of the things we should talk about, uh, that link you sent us about, uh, was it Fred Williamson? Oh, Fred yeah. Williams was on uh, Adam Carolla's show. Yes, for the Fred the Hammer Williamson. The, the, the Hammer. Yeah, yeah uh, I just find it amazing that you have all these professional sports commentators who I'm going to say probably about 80%, might be a little bit high, would would disagree with us and how we talk about sports, but then when you talk all to all these old school players, like it's ninety percent of them agree with how we talk about sports. <laughs> you saying we're old school? I just I don't get it. I mean, like if if okay, so if because you get a check from somebody, all of a sudden you have to be a pussy. You got to turn into Mitch Album. What did if if you listen to the one I sent you with Joe Buck? Yeah, it's pretty much what Joe Buck said because. Uh, a lot of the point of the stuff he was saying, he, he was saying there was stuff my dad said that I would get fired immediately for. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, well, yeah, when did his dad used to get hammered during the yeah, he, broadcasts? Yeah. yeah, his dad was from the, the Harry Carey School of Broadcasting. Yeah. yeah he, he never he never met a an alcoholic beverage on air he didn't like, you know. And it, 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 when, when Joe Buck had his very short-lived... Uh, HBO series, and he had Artie Lang on. Artie Lang was telling the story. He's like, he's like, Joe. The reason I loved your father is because you know he's doing a Reds game, and he's like, Barry Larkin comes up, and uh, and then they'd give him like reads to do for like CBS, and he's coming to bat. And uh, speaking of battered, Meredith Baxter Bjorney, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, a woman pushed too far. Sunday night, CBS, 8 o'clock. Okay, anyways, getting back to the game. You know, shit like that. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, God damn, yeah, that's the way it used to be, man. I mean, it, maybe, uh, maybe I read Joe Buck the wrong way. I mean, and I've heard rumors that he's looking at retiring here in a couple of years. He's not that so old. Maybe, yeah, he's, yeah, he doesn't. He, or, or, just, he's, or just have we aged, and I don't realize that he is also aged. He, well, well, it could be that, because I swear to God, if you're on TV, somewhere in your contract, you sold your soul to Satan, because, like, who's the motherfucker from American Idol? Uh, uh, Seacrest. Simon Cowell? Oh, Seacrest, yeah. That motherfucker's, like, what, close to 50? And he looks like he's in his fucking 20s, late 20s, early 30s? Joe Buck is I mean, 47. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 Dick Clark. I mean, until he had the stroke, you know, you, you thought that motherfucker was going to live forever. Did they call him you the know? world's oldest teenager or some shit? Yeah, you know, you open his closet and it's nothing but just like, you know, the bodies of young children and he sucked the stem cells out of or Oh, some this shit. is depressing. Oh. Seacrest is 42. That's it? Yeah. That is depressing. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd buy that, <laughs> man. You sure he ain't faked the birth certificate somewhere? This is Christmas Eve, 74. That's when this man was born. Oh. But... Well, oh, okay. Well, I, I guess Google shit all over my point, but I, maybe I, I'm just getting it. Maybe Joe Buck is 
Because, look, there has been in sports broadcasting in the last five years, and anyone who will deny this, it's only because their paycheck is dependent upon the people that are pushing this agenda or because they're intellectually dishonest with themselves. There's been an agenda to overhaul sports broadcasting. I think we've touched on it a few times before. Sports broad ESPN, who's owned by ABC, who's owned by Disney, knows it's got little column its A, male demographic lockdown. So now they're going for the the non-traditional demographics. So they're bringing in more females and and young blood and this and that. You know, it's a different generation. And Joe Buck, for you know, what well, he's been around forever. He feels like he's been around forever. You know, I mean. It, wasn't he doing games in the in the late nineties, like national games? I know he was doing baseball then. You know, so that's what he's he's twenty plus years in the game, and he had that scare where he almost lost his voice. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall and he sees that he's part of the old guard that's getting pushed out, and so he's like, now I can be a little bit more honest about shit. Because if he's if if he's you know in the belly of the beast, and he's getting a fat paycheck for it, for him to talk shit about it. That's not real smart unless he's got a escape plan. So yeah, maybe he's just done. I mean, maybe he invested his money wisely. Maybe he's just like, know, fuck it. You know, something else that, that you know, I've been I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts lately. I've I've almost completely weaned myself off of terrestrial radio unless I'm listening. There's absolutely nothing else on. Like, because I, I got I got suckered into the satellite radio package when I got my car, which I won't make the mistake of re-upping. But, um, you know, even then, that comes in handy because I can put on ESPN radio in the car and get, you know, updates as I'm going somewhere. And I don't really, it's not something I really have to pay attention to. But if there's nothing on, I will put on local sports talk. But I've been listening to a lot more podcasts. And, you know, the, the, the truth is sports podcasting has really changed the way people talk about sports. Because terrestrial radio sports talk, it's, it's not, at least here in Detroit, I don't know, I can't speak nationally. It's not even exclusively sports talk anymore. Nope. It's almost a lot pop of it's culture. Lifestyle stuff, yeah. Yeah, lifestyle and sports. So, and on top of it, they are so beholden to their sponsors, and they're so fucking obsessing about those numbers. I mean, here in Detroit, they, they, we had, for about three-year period, we had two sports talk stations. And you could see that the, 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 the oldest... The, you know, the grandfather of the sports talk stations here in Detroit, at least on FM, they really started, they, they perked up and they started paying attention and they and they started being more sports-centric. Yeah, they than, realized there was another game in town. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, and, and then once that, once that game left, now they're just back to, hey, the roads in Detroit are shit, call in and let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the only competition they have is their sister station, which is owned by the same company that's on AM. And that's not really even competition. You know, there's it's a, the people that listen to FM Sports Talk, people that listen to AM Sports Talk are two completely separate, usually, demographics. So they're not competing for the same. I mean, they're competing for the same age, but not the same type. Let's put it that way. Um, and it's really, yeah, it's, you know, listening to, to different sports podcasts that, I, you know, just random ones I'll, I'll pick out, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll see and I'll, you know, give them a listen. Anybody who has an opinion who doesn't, if you want an opinion that doesn't fall in lockstep with what everybody on ESPN and Fox Sports is saying, you almost got to go to a fucking podcast these days. Yeah, I know, right? And with a guy like, you know, Adam Carolla with his podcast, I mean, 
you have people that that have made have monetized podcasting without subscriptions, with subscriptions, just by going with sponsors. You know, however you want to look at it. Maybe a guy like Joe Buck's going, yeah, yeah, I, I've kind of been the 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 fluff of you know sports commentating, and I, I actually want to get into doing real sports stories and ha- being able to really express my opinion. Who knows what he's got coming down the line? You know, he could start his own podcast network and blow everybody's mind because then we'll see the real Joe Buck, and real Joe Buck might be gangster as fuck. We don't know it. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, that's the great thing about the internet, though, is that it's uh, taken, uh, there's no more gatekeepers to getting your stuff out there, whether you're getting, whatever medium you're getting into, whether it's broadcasting, music, uh, TV, act, anything, there's no more gatekeepers. It's bam, here's the, you know, there's no more, I mean, if if I, for some strange reason, I was a masochist and wanted to be in another band, all right, I mean, I would take a totally different approach to it now. You know, I'd maybe play a gig once or twice a year, you know, and it, it, it would be all Internet-based just because that's how it is now. Here's how you hear our band now. You, make, you could make a video of your band playing a song in the basement, mic it up, everything, do it, you know, do, you know like, kind of like what Soundgarden did in the Fell on Black Days video, and put that out there, and that could be how you get your music out there. and Just do it for every song, and bam, and then gigs are a once or twice a year thing. They're packed, boom, and it could, it's totally different now. Yeah. I mean, big time. So, I mean, we've gotten more downloads with this podcast thing. Like, if we would have got these with our other, with the band I was in, like ten years ago, holy shit, we'd have a shitload of money, and you know, it'd be great, you know. But I just have a feeling once you start charging for downloads, they start going away. But still, I mean, it's there's no more gatekeepers, and that's great. Maybe it'll turn Joe Buck into not a robot. I mean, there were signs of it on that podcast. Like, oh wow, you're actually an entertaining dude. And he pretty much got into, like, you know, Corolla addressed it. Like, everybody bags on you for being pretty vanilla. Said, I have to be. <laughs> because that's, I like working. You know, Joe Buck has a monthly nut. And he has to make it. I, I mean, he's just so vanilla and bland. Like, I don't even, like, some people who hate him say he's one of the worst commentators in sports. I don't even. I, I, he's he's not even. He's not even on my radar that much. He's just there. Yeah, he's he. My book. He's Mick announcer. Yeah, <laughs> Mick Mick broadcaster. You know, I mean, it's he just doesn't it doesn't stick out. I, I just all I know is oh god, I I don't look forward to the day when Donovan McNabb is calling games. Because <laughs> I know it's coming. They're grooming him for it. He's like like. He's going to do the Troy Aikman thing or try to, and it's just going to be like, Donovan, it, no. The way you make him sound, he'll never be the lead guy. He'll just be the color guy. <laughs> yeah, it's what I'm saying, yeah. I don't know. Will anyone ever be a worse color commentator than Magic Johnson? I mean, no. That's a, that's a low-slash-high bar <laughs> as far as, I mean, he's got to be like the all-time worst, right? Like Magic Johnson pretty much just always just restated the obvious. Or said things well, that made no worse. sense. I mean, you could be Roseanne Barr singing the national anthem. Yeah, but she admitted that was a bit that went horribly wrong. Yeah, but she went out there purposely to sing bad because she knew she couldn't sing. Yeah. Okay. That well, was, that was the, that was the joke. Who did it worse, Roseanne Barr or Macy Gray? Macy no, Gray, because Macy Gray's is on was purpose. It, <laughs> was it Carl Lewis who went up there and did it and, and just stunk it up? 
Oh, was it God. Carl Lewis at, make, a, at an NBA game? Make me where he actually fun. said, whoops, in the middle of it? <laughs> that being said, I don't know of t- anybody worse than Roseanne Barr and Macy Gray singing the national anthem. So Macy Gray, hers just sounded bad because she, she thought she was doing good. That's why hers is worse. That's what I'm saying. I mean, she those was two actually trying cool. to sound good. Holy I mean, hell. Being mad that Roseanne Barr can't sing is like being mad that a snake bit you. Yeah, I know, right? Bitch, it's a snake. That's what it does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like this is the this is the expected behavior. You know, if you marry a, if you marry a hooker, and on Saturday night you got to pay twenty dollars to talk to her, bitch, you married a hooker. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> what did you think was you were getting here? A housewife? No. Rich is speaking from experience here. Yeah, I know. Pretty much. <laughs> no, it just those two. I, I oh my good hell. If if Whitney Houston sang it the best, I I don't know. I have to literally flip a coin. I, I don't even think a flipping a coin is going to do it. I, I think Macy Gray because you're right. Roseanne Barr was intentionally sounding bad. Macy, Macy Gray, Gray thought was, she was good. Roseanne yeah. was doing it on purpose, and she got booed. <laughs> uh, you know uh, how about I mean if we're talking about like recently that Urethra Franklin. Oh my oh, god, that, that was right was, out of The Simpsons, right? Like, remember that episode of The Simpsons and they had Bleeding Gums Murphy sing it? And they they made it seem like it took a half an hour? Like, that was... She was dragging out every single part that she could drag out. She was... Every musician trope ever she was doing. It was awful. I think I listened in the time it took her to sing the national anthem. I think I listened to Anna Gata DeVita twice completely through. (laughs) I know, right? I mean, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. It was so bad. I mean, the what was it, Fox or something put up a graphic that had time of possession and Aretha Franklin <laughs> for like five <laughs> minutes to sing the national anthem. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess I... Whoever did, the, whoever did the national anthem on a trumpet last night, as a musician, like, I... I might not have perfect pitch, but I got damn close to it. And uh, oh, homeboy was hitting some sour notes, and I'm like, "Does people not hear this? You know, is this just something yeah, I hear?" Uh, oh, Rich, they don't because my wife listened to it and was like, at the end of it, was like, "Oh wow, that was amazing." Uh, I was like, uh, some of them notes he had to work his way up to. And he wasn't working. He the note he started playing wasn't in the same key as the note he was trying to work his way up to. <laughs> I'm just it. W- it was decent. It was you know you can listen to him and be like, wow, nice trumpet. Uh, I'm just One saying thing that, in, that, in that, defense, that, that he he ain't Miles Davis. That those weren't outside notes, you know. In defense of the gentleman, I will say that uh, I played uh, in a marching band at the Silverdome once. Ooh. Uh, back in high school, <laughs> you can't hear yourself. You mean you're you're playing your own instrument? You can't fucking hear it. Like it's just the the way the acoustics are and shit. And I mean, maybe this guy's got an in ear monitor. Maybe he doesn't. I'm guessing this kind of setup he might. But I mean, the sound's just going out in front of you, and you don't hear it. Like it was. This is one of the few times I've ever had the experience where I'm playing my own instrument and I can fucking hear what the hell is it. I was like, all right, maybe I'm hitting the right notes. Maybe I'm not. You know. Yeah, I've I've been on stage a few times where I had absolutely no monitor. I couldn't hear 
anything. I couldn't. I couldn't hear my. I, even with my amp kicked back on tilt legs, I couldn't hear my own amp, and I was just running on pure muscle memory. Going well. Well, hopefully it sounds right. Yep. But yeah, but it's the same <laughs> with the guy that has to have it on eleven. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to go into that, but <laughs> I'm just saying. That Anyways, being said, yeah, stop with pitch. the trick fucking plays, NFL. Don Terry Poe cre- did it through a touchdown. What do you Des have Bryant? against creativity, Iceman? Play the game. Stop being well, fucking you circusy. The guy that wants to get rid of traditional plays, like running up the middle and uh, you know, something else dumb. Yeah, <laughs> trick plays. Don Terry Poe throws for a touchdown. Des Bryant throws for a touchdown. Oh, you don't want people hopping over the... The center anymore, either? No more jump in the center for a kickoff right. Stop that shit. Play the game. Earl, your version of football would suck. My version of football looks like fucking Tech Mobile with Bo Jackson running over everybody. Shut up. You want no trick plays? You want people running up the middle? You want people trying to block kicks? You and Gary Bettman should get together and start a sports league. It'd be awesome. (laughs) I'm going to join Vince McMahon and redo the XFL. (laughs) The lowest-rated sporting event in recorded history. We're going to get it done. You know, right. We got connections in the government now, Linda McMahon, right? Right. There you go. Running up the flagpole. <laughs> it's going to be the best league ever. It's going to be huge. All right. So the picks. So I, this- I want to know, did I lose every game? Thanks, Christmas. You went 8-8. Eight you went eight and eight. I mean, you're pretty. You're unless you like go zero and sixteen this week. You're gonna win. I mean, well, I mean, we count the playoffs too, right? We we could we could stretch it out, but uh, at the same time, though, Chris, that was a Christmas gift for every fucking team. Whole lot of what the fuck. So many what the fuckins. I can't even go over them this week. Mm-hmm. Broken legs all over the place. Well, fucking teams just going. All right, I'm already in here. Take big this winner and run. This- Week was rich. Like the, he went ten and six. Four foot little handicap kid at the end of a game that means nothing here. Run this for a touchdown. That's what the NFL did this week. That's gonna be half the games this week too. Uh, and uh, let's see. I'm back in third, five seventy one on the year. Rich, you are in second, five seventy six. Iceman, six twenty seven. Oh, like I'm saying, unless you could completely tank. Like if you go zero and sixteen, and Rich goes sixteen and zero. I don't know, man. <laughs> see, see hey, some cracks in the armor. So what the fucks? I just want to stay over six hundred. I don't care hey, about. Fingers. I called that Arizona game. Just saying. But oh, uh, stop! But you can't call the Arizona game. I did. I did. I was the only one who picked Arizona. Right. Y'all picked Seattle. All right. So this week, this probably will be one of the tougher weeks to pick because you probably got a lot of guys that are going to be sitting that we don't know about right now. Because when we record this, it is Tuesday. But I guess we're going to do our, our damnedest, I suppose. You know what? I'm going first. It's going like it is. I'm going first, Rich, and then Chris. That's how that is. All right. So, come on, computer. Give me week 17. Okay. So, we're back. No more TNF. No more MNF. We're back. One to more just- thing. Am okay. I the only person that says stop showing games on the NFL Network because I'm not paying for it? I mean, I'm in that boat with Monday Night Football, but I, the Thursday night they've kind of realized the error of their ways. In the last two years, they've been available on free TV, haven't they? Like, this year wasn't it NBC, and last year it was CBS. 
Yeah, but that's only a couple games. There's a lot of games that are being shown on the NFL Network. A lot of Thursday night games. Uh, this Sunday, the the uh, the first game was on NFL Network. Hey, the precedent was set by the four-letter network moving Monday night to cable. Just, just saying. Well, I get that, but at the same time, I have cable, I have ESPN, I watch Monday Night Football. I'm not paying extra for the NFL Network so I can watch a football game. You need new cable. Most of the cable I've had, NFL's been a basic channel. Yeah, dude. I had, we both have PlayStation View and... Research your options, Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 because you have to get that package. It comes in a package. You say it's free. It's not free. You're paying for an upper-level package, any and pa- it's included. Any package I've had, is NFL has been a basic channel. Yeah, welcome to middle, middle America. That shit's not available. It's you just we pay need another reason not to live in Kansas. I know, right? Well, I got plenty, but you guys have fun with that snow. It was raining here. It was 60 degrees. It was here yesterday, too. Snow's gone, son. But all yeah. right. So, first matchup, 1 o'clock, yeah. Baltimore-Cincinnati. This means nothing for either of these teams, really. I mean, You're Baltimore right. is officially out of it as of last Sunday. Cincinnati's at home. You think they're even going to bother putting A.J. Green in if he's ready to go? I mean, why I risk doubt it? it? I doubt it. No, Ravens, absolutely. They're bent that they got bumped out of the playoffs. Uh, it means nothing for the Bengals, so they're not going to try real hard at all. And it has nothing to do with their at home. Ravens. Yeah, give me the Ravens. Yeah, same here. I mean, they just they got a better defense. Uh, no matter what Pac-Man Jones says. Garbage. So, give me the, uh, give me the Ravens. Uh, next up, Houston at Tennessee. Uh, nothing, the game means nothing for Tennessee. Marcus Mariota is out. Houston already in the playoffs. Division is clinched. Um... Yeah, take it away. I, I, still, I still say Texans. You don't have Marcus to, to you know, command the offense that is trying to do well. And I don't see uh, Tennessee making even a dent in, in uh, Texans. So I think they're going to have some momentum going in the playoffs. It's going to end shortly after that, but Texans. Yeah, you mean the Texans. Same here. There's no Mariota. You got DeMarco Murray, but you don't have anyone throwing uh, anyone of note who's going to have any kind of rhythm or chemistry to Delaney Walker. Uh, so, yeah. Give me Houston. Uh, you, Tom Savage is starting again. Who the fuck is I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility now for Romo to stay in Texas, right? I mean, you just... I don't know. You head south. All right. Next up, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay at home. Carolina. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, they win this one. They improve their chances of getting in. It's one of the... It's number two on the list of eight things that need to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does, but I... Oh. I would love them to do it, and for Rich's sake, it would happen, but it won't. Uh, Buck's record at home is... Just atrocious. Uh, yeah, I think Panthers are gonna put an explanation point on this. Going, we're still here. Nobody cares, but we're here, Carolina. Uh, I'm going with the Bucks. But I'm not going with the Bucks for 
my usual reasons. I think the Bucks know that they have no playoff hopes. I mean, this this is winning the lottery, like twice in a lifetime odds that they get in this you know, this year. But if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> uh, Mr. Fucking Crabney, Captain Crabney, uh, he actually has a chance to break, I believe, the Bucks' all-time passing record. He passed up uh, for a single season, Josh Freeman. And he just seems like the type of guy that that would be important to him. And considering that, that they fired Lovey Smith and installed the head coach they did, specifically to cater to Winston, I got to believe the game plan will be to put the ball in the air to get him that record. Uh, so... Just based on that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Bucks. I just, I, and on top of that, it, Panthers are gar- garbage this year. Garbage. All right, uh, I'm going with the Bucks too. They got something to play for. Bottom line, Carolina, and it's, they've been out for a couple weeks. Bucks got something to play for. Give me Tampa Bay. No defense. All right, next up, Jacksonville at the Colts. Ugh. Good luck. Uh, this is terrible because this is one of those things that we were talking about that made this fucking season turn on their head. Finally, Jacksonville has is, is fired their coach and all of a sudden they score 38 points. Is it a miracle or is it what I've been saying all fucking season? Get rid of that coach. You know, you got the Colts now looking to try to do something and, and make moves and, you know, Andrew Luck trying to throw the ball, but he can't get an offensive line. So what do you do? Who do you pick? Do you pick the home team? This, this is the conundrum that, you know, Rich has struggled with all season. I, I got to go with the Jags. I, I say they want to end on a high note. They, they got the coaching situation handled. They do have the talent. They've had it all season. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jags. Well, that because I don't think the Colts have the offensive line. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I might as well, you know, complete my season of, of – basically fucking over the Colts by even picking a game with them. Uh, I'm going to go Colts, so I, I pretty much just guarantee a Jaguars victory. Yeah, I'm going with Colts. Alright, get the fuck out of here. I mean, they're still... Oh, come on, Jacksonville blows. So, give the Colts. Alright. Two teams. Both in the playoffs. Clinched. Doesn't matter if they rest everybody. Divisional battle here. The Pats. Yeah, a nice little vacation in South Beach for a week. Getting to Miami before you get the playoffs. Yeah, once again, I, I said this all podcast. Doesn't matter who's on the field, who you rest. He, Belichick has a game plan. And he's not resting. So, sorry, Miami. It's going to be the Pats. Yeah, you know, I, I would almost say any other team who's already clinched in the AFC, except for maybe the Raiders, because I just have no faith now that Carr's gone. Uh, I, I would give the Dolphins a chance. But the Pats are just that machine, man. They just roll over people. That's what they do. So, the Pats. Yeah, um, you know, we talked about if the Lions make it, they're first-round fodder. I think this is the AFC's version of that. Give me the Pats. Okay, next up. NFC North, divisional battle. 
but not the one we've been talking about all show. Chicago Vikings. at Vikings. Minnesota. Vikings. Wow. I mean, let me get that one out, huh? Oh, I haven't Vikings. I knew who it was when you described all no, Vikings. Take it lying down. Bend him over. Right up the ass. Big stick. Malt on the back. Every fuck thing. Just take it. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, the Vikings might not have anything to play for as far as playoffs. But that defense, they got to have pride. I mean, you know, they still haven't given up 300 points on the fucking season yet. You know, there's a chance they, that they, you know, they won't give up 300 points on the season if they shut them out. So, give me the Vikings. Yeah, give me the Vikings. The Bears are a shit show this year. Bottom line. All right. Never pick that team. Ever. Man, d- divisional week, apparently. I, not just hit me reading all these matchups. It is. So everyone's a divisional battle. Uh, the Bills, the, the rudderless Bills heading in to the MetLife Stadium in Jersey. Facing the Jets. They could fire all of their coaches and still win. Bills. Bills yeah. have just half the talent. They have some talent. The Jets are fucking, I don't know. No. Yeah, the Jets, I mean, the wheels come off the Jets long, long ago in the season. Just give me the Bills. Man, the Jets couldn't even win one for the fucking Gipper. The their coach was in the hospital the day before they played. He couldn't even rally it. No, nah, give me the Bills. Plus moratorium. All right. Next up, Cowboys heading into Philadelphia. I bet you we see Romo starting this one. I mean, Philadelphia ain't got shit to play for. Cowboys are in. They got the division. They got the playoff spot. Jerry Jones said the only way Romo starts is if Dak is injured. Dak's going to play this week. He's not setting anybody. Mysterious hooded figure is going <laughs> to yeah. take out hit Dak in the knee later on today. Right? I, I just hey, say, where's Tony? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, either way, I, I don't care what happens. Uh, the, the Cowboys got this. Yeah, Cowboys. As as much as we've sat here and bemoaned being a Detroit Lions fan, it's been worse to be an Eagles fan (laughs) this season. Indeed. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to John, JR, the Michigan beer guy from the Beer Nuts podcast. He's a Philly transplant uh, here in Detroit. And yeah. Oh, that's right. He is, isn't he? Yeah. At least uh, it could have been worse. Could have been in his shoes this year. Although, he had Penn State work out for him, so he's all right. Uh, next up, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Ooh. 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 Cleveland's on a roll, Ooh. baby. Ooh. Cleveland is on a roll. If there is any loss in my rankings that I'm more proud of, I want to hear it because the Browns have won a game. They won a game. Yeah. They're going to grab that momentum. There you go. The Lions get their dubious place in history. All by themselves. So their Browns are going to take that momentum. They're going to roll into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Yeah, That's a burger. And and, uh, the Steelers are going to be like, "Uh uh-huh, he won one. Go sit down. (laughs) Steelers. You know, we didn't talk about this, and and it kind of irks me because I I think we should have. The Browns had a chance to be a historically bad team like the Lions were 
just to have one of the worst teams to ever fucking suit up in the NFL. And now they're just a shit team because they got that win. I know, right? Way to fuck up. I mean, you know, if you're going to fucking... If you're going to shit the bed, you might as well have, like, the super-duper mud-butt diarrhea that shoots across the fucking room. Yeah. At least be the best at being the worst. Yeah, don't just leave a little log that looks like, you know... A, a, a payday candy bar sitting in the middle of the fucking mattress. I mean, that's what they've done. So, having said that, way, way to go, Browns. You can't even be the best at being the worst. That's how bad you are. Give me the Steelers. It's going to be a full-on prolapsed anus sexual assault. Give me the Steelers. All right. And they want against the Chargers. It's not like they want against the Jets or the 49. They want against the Chargers, know, bro. Right? If, you're the, if you're the Chargers, it's gut check time this week. And you know, it's pack your shit and get out time. Yeah. That's what happens. It's schedule our tea time on from Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, shit's already packed. We're ready to go. Mm-hmm. They're just leaving the uniform in the locker for next week. So all I got to do is t- wear the uniform home and the locker's cleaned out. All right. God knows they didn't play hard enough to get them dirty. Yeah. All right, next up, the Saints heading into the Georgia Dome, facing the Dirty Birds. In years past, this is a sexy matchup. This year, eh, not so much. Yeah, no way. It's going to be, I want to say, a high-scoring game, but I don't know if Drew gets it anymore. Uh, Yeah, give me the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to say Falcons. Uh, I mean, years past, I, I, I'd have picked the Saints. Just, you know, pride wants them to would creep up, and they'd go, you know, at least we can go 500 if we win this game. But I just don't see it this season in them. And, and yeah, I don't know. Breeze might be done, but, I mean, I just don't think he's the field general to lead them anymore like he did, you know, five years ago. So give me the Falcons. I see the Falcons resting a lot of people this week. Give me the Saints. Saints are going to be... Saints are playing for pride. Yeah, but see, here's the thing about resting people on all teams. All teams in the NFL. When you rest people, you get people that barely get the chance to play. And those people want their chance. They want their shot. It has nothing to do with Super Bowl or winning championship. Nothing. It has to do with give me my due. Give me my shot. I'm here. It's my give turn. Give him his due. Damn right. And they're going to take it. Yeah, but I think a second so, stringer with fire in his belly is still going to get fucking owned by Drew Brees on his worst day. I think he might hurt him. I think he might hurt him. If he doesn't look out, a second, third string defensive lineman get in there. Get a nice shot. Well, good game, Drew. We'll see, man. That's why they're called the picks. All right, next up, Giants heading into uh, FedEx Field to face the Redskins. Yeah, that's right. We said it. We didn't say Washington football team. Uh, Redskins got something to play for here. They do. Giants oh. do not. kind of confused. I-, I don't like being confused. Uh, I don't know. Uh, ooh. Does the receiving core and the defense get to rest? Uh, uh. 
Alright. Come on, cousins. Do something. Give me the skins. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I can see where you'd pick the skins, but once again, man, Giants are just too stupid to be scared of anybody. Giants are just like, we're, we're going to come out here, we can, we can play with anybody. We don't care who we put out in the field. And just, I don't know, that attitude, I'll take the Giants over them. Uh, man, because I initially want to say, well, Washington's got something to play for, but I think that being said, you are not going to see second stringers out of the Giants. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Giants. Yeah, but at the same time, if the I, I'm picking for the Lions, because if the Redskins lose, it makes more of a chance that the Lions will get in, win or lose against uh, Green Bay. Hey, man, that's another domino for the Tampa Bay fan in the room. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, a game that does not matter for anybody. Arizona, heading to the L.A. Memorial Coliseum to face the Rams. You're right. Nobody's going to turn it on. Good game, Rams. Cardinals. Yeah, wow, that is, that is, that is two really bad teams. <laughs> well, it's actually a really good team facing a really bad team, and the really good team just forgot how to play, I think. Well, no matter what, neither of them breaking 500. And, I mean, beginning of the season, sure, we could call that for the Rams, but the Cardinals? No, I don't I don't think any of us saw that happen. Uh, but having said all that, give me the Cardinals. It's to got the Seahawks. The Rams are awful. Give me the Cardinals. All right, next up, Oakland, heading into Mile High. I'm sorry, Sports Authority Field at Mile High to face Denver. This means nothing for either team. I don't know. Broncos have just fallen off. I don't know where the fuck they went. Uh, uh, they lost They lost their offense. Re- and I retired in January? I understand it was Manning's team and all that good shit. But now they've lost some of their defense. Their defense can't stop shit. And that has nothing to do with Manny. So, I don't know. Uh, give me the Raiders. E- even without Derek Carr. That quarterback has something to prove to that team. You could argue that and- you need offense and defense, and your defense can only fire at full speed for so many weeks without any backup from the offense. I mean, that that's what Denver's problem is. Their offense has kind of evaporated. Defense can only get it done so many times. Okay. And with that all being said, at the end of the season, give me the Raiders. Yeah, I don't know if you could really call a game that means nothing a trap game. But I just don't know any other word for it. I I just feel like the Broncos, yeah, they have nothing to play for. But... That defense seems to me that there's a lot of pride on that team's defense, and they would like nothing more than just to give the Raiders a possible glimpse of their first-round exit by going and just stomping on Oakland. So, even the Broncos. Rich, I disagree with you. I think Denver does have something to play for. Their rep, their pride, you touched on it. Um, You have no Derek Carr. I think, it, as far as this point, 
I think Jack Del Rio is going to maybe learn a lesson. You might not see Latavius Murray or Mari Cooper or Michael Crabtree a whole lot this game. Uh, give me Denver. Next up, Seattle heading in to San Francisco. San Francisco? San Francisco, another game that pretty much doesn't matter for either team. It matters to Seattle. They can get uh, in the double digits in the win column, but they... Seattle was, I believe, the first team to clinch their division. So, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I've said multiple times how I feel about San Francisco and, and the actions they've taken on and off the field. So, yeah, nice season there. Bye, Chip. So, Seahawks? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess you can look at it this way. 49ers could possibly hope to have something to play for, which is if Cleveland wins, don't they get the number one draft pick? Oh, that's true. So, I mean, you know, they have a quarterback controversy. We talked about the quarterbacks. Playing for homeboy from Louisville. Yeah, who, you know, they, well, I'm not going to play in the bowl game because I'm saving myself for the NFL. Well, okay. And, I mean, they go in line with, <laughs> you know, they don't. I'm not standing. It, it just seems like that team has a very no matter how you look at it as far as support or oppose the you know not standing standing for the anthem they seem to have a very we don't really care about your character off the field if we think you're going to be a, a good quarterback well I'll still put yourself in the draft uh, in, the, in the draftees situation there's a lot more sexiness to going to San Francisco than there is to Cleveland this is true because Cleveland's there's some done legacy. nothing to chew up kind of shit yeah. going on in San Francisco. Cleveland's done nothing but chew up quarterbacks since, you know, yeah. recent memory. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think, I mean, I'll take the Seahawks, but I, I just 49ers, they know their seasons. I mean, it's, the season was over with a third of the way through. But, I, I mean, I don't know how anyone could pick them and, and, and give me a legitimate defense of picking the 49ers. Let's just put it that way. It ain't going to be me because I'm going with Seattle. So, I mean, I think Seattle on a Seattle on an off day would still kick the shit out of the 2016 version of the San Francisco 49ers. So, next up. Oh, it was flexed. Big, big time. Ooh, big time. <laughs> Sunday night. Green it Bay. recently got moved. Yes, Green Bay heading in to Ford Field. Battle for the NFC North, the only division in football that is not locked up yet because it is so shitty. No. <laughs> so, you got the pack coming in. Hey, man. I it's called time. that shit. I called, we have proof. I called it you weeks did. ago. You did. And it's time. It, it's time to finally stand up and be counted or, or go home. And wait till next season. 
They had a shot in, in New York. They had a shot in Dallas. They failed on both attempts. There is zero excuses for this game. You are at home. You are inside. You have your fans. You have healthy, ready-to-go people on the field. Caldwell, get the game plan right. Play all four quarters. And send Green Bay home as the Fudge Packers they are. Now, that's, that's it. If they don't do it here, then they're just not good enough this season. Then they can be who people thought they were. Run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-road team. But they're my team. So, it's time to put up or shut up. There's nothing else to say about them. Either they are who they thought they were, or they're going to stand up and, and be counted and say, this is our time. Ball's in literally... Literally, in their court, Lions. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you know you got all type of of, of Homer faith in them because I, I just don't, I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers, when he said we're going to run the table, that was that was not a cocky statement. That was a challenge to the team, and he's upheld his end, and the team, the rest of the teams, upheld their end, and. From a confidence level, I don't think the pack is even sweating the Lions. I mean, they've given them really no reason in recent history. So, yeah, give me the pack. I'm going to paraphrase the monkeys. I am not a believer, especially after the last two weeks. You've heard me all season say... Those, that, those two games were going to be the test. Those are the first two real teams you faced. You faced them. You shit the bed. That's a barometer of who you're going to see in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers has been here before. They owe you a loss at home from the way last season ended. I mean, uh, so maybe it's a couple seasons ago. Not sure. But, uh, sorry. I mean, Detroit, you had a chance to get get some love from me to get some respect to make a believer out of me and you have blown it packs on a roll they're becoming who they're supposed to be they, they've turned into who they're supposed to be give me the pack sorry boys this is where the season ends I think Caldwell, I'm from the Caldwell keeps I'm from his the job I think but yeah I don't know man. I'm from the school of three strikes and you're out they've had two this will be the third one History gives me no reason to believe in these guys. Well, right. recent history shows that they they can play four quarters. It is possible. But it just So if they come to play and they come with the right game plan, we win. If it, they don't, we lose. It touches on what Rich was talking about earlier. I have nothing to give me... I have, You've shown me nothing to give me a reason to believe in you. You've tanked when you're supposed to have tanked. The only teams you've beat this year have been equivalent to you or worse. When you faced real teams, you blew it. I mean, the way the Packers are going right now, you're done. All right? Start cleaning out the locker this week. It's a nice it's a nice streak. Has to end sometime. Well, five games, five wins in a row. Could be. Yeah, well, Rodgers you know, has the hardware. Blew your already. You don't know. Rodgers has the hardware to, to it, prove me wrong, Lions. You, do you talk about your three strikes? You've had two chances to prove me wrong, Lions, and you haven't. So far, you've proven me right. So, sorry. 
Well, we'll see. Any given Sunday. Hey, man. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But, I mean, after the what was turned in last night, get the fuck out of here. You're not ready. I, 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 I am a true homer, I guess. I, like I said, you're, I'm... You're, just, you're not ready. You're, you're not ready. Come back with a running game. Come back with a, a defense that stays healthy. They have a running game. Just come back with the strategy that utilizes it now. Come back with a better offensive or defensive coordinator. I don't know. But the last two weeks has pretty much shown we're just in a shitty division. You know, Green Bay was have a bump in the road with Green Bay is still going to end with them at 10 and 6. I mean, that's a kind of. We, I, they've won the NFC North like the last decade, and they're going to do it again. Yeah, it's got to end sometime, boss. Hey, I hope it does. They got a chance, and I am not taking that away from them based on what they've done all season. It's just not going to happen. Well, I guess you could say this is the ultimate fourth quarter, isn't it? This is. This is their time. Stand up and be counted. Or sit down and take your place where everybody thinks you're, especially on this podcast, people think you're going to be. And that that's their choice. Be the loser we all know you are. <laughs> right. So I, that that's where they're at. It is literally, it can't be more in their court than it is on Sunday. Like I said, they got everything in their favor. You're right. Rodgers made the statement and his team backed him up. But they've played hard for the past five weeks. Have they blown their load? Are they tired? Are they sore? No. They might be, and that favors the Lions. There's no excuse, not one, that the Lions cannot win this Sunday. You know, you can blame the refs for the the Monday night game. You, You can blame the weather and the rain for the Giants game. There is nothing, zero excuses for the Lions not to win this game on Sunday. Well, I think with last Other night, too, than, you get doubled up. The ref conversation kind of goes out the window. But I'm saying, though, you, there, there could be a small argument there. There is zero excuses or explanations other than you flat out got your ass whipped if you lose Sunday. That's all that you can say about the Lions. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping, I... I really believe they have the team to do it, that they're going to finally put an end to the, the Green Bay winning streak. They're going to make a statement, say, fuck you, here we are, we're going to the playoffs, whether you like it or not. If they prove me wrong and strike out and make it three in a row, then that's what they do. But I, I'm not going to turn my back on them. I'm, I'm not a fair weather fan. I'm not a bandwagon fan. They're my boys. But I will I will call it like I see it. If, they're, if they lose, they just flat out got their ass beat. Because there is zero reasons for them not to win. Every single thing, every aspect of football is in their favor to win this game Sunday. If they don't come out a victor, it's because they flat out aren't good enough this year. Period. End of file. That's it. I don't think they are, man. That's the thing. I just, I don't. Nice win then, bro. I I can't pick against them. The things they've done for me, and I'll, I'll tell you a couple. They made me and my wife closer. Every Sunday, no matter what we were doing, we had our dinner, we sat on our couch together and spent that quality time, as little time as I had with her, and, and was very happy in my life when I watched the Lions with her. They, they gave tribute to my wife's passing and the gifts that they sent for my new life with my new wife. They've done so much, and there's other things, I just that's a glimpse. Those things from that team, I, 
it's not just football. It's not. It's it's the memories. It's it's the things that they've said and done. They're my, they're my team. That's it. I don't care who coaches, who plays. Lions blue and silver right here. And I will back them until the bitter end, be it 0-16, 16-0, Super Bowl or not. They're my team. And they got a hell of a chance. And I'll be damned if I pick against them and say they can't because of a couple of losses. They got a huge chance, and it's up to them to take advantage of it. Prove to us you're not the SOL. Please prove to us you're not the SOL. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I'm just saying, how fucked up would it be to kick the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers led, out of the playoffs? Hey, man, you're playing to our narrative of, hey, man, the Cubs won. This is Lions year, right? Every year is Lions year. You got to get in. Every year. You just have to do it. You just got to do it. I'm going to watch on Sunday. I'm going to be excited. If they lose, I'm going to be pissed again. I'm going to feel the exact same way. And if they win, good on them. Let's keep it going. We got a lot more to go. They win. There's only two two tones of the show next week. <laughs> it's gonna be here we go. Somber or? celebration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that being said, anything else we want to touch on? Yeah, no. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Freaking NBA is the exact same way. Well, I got a double double. I got a triple double. I doubled your mom. Shut up. Yeah, well, the NBA and NHL they got their. They got their time coming. The, 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 the podcast will be very NHL and NBA heavy very quickly. The, the, right. The, well, the NBA, everybody's going to talk about the Warriors in Cleveland. Our, our and how Cleveland beat the Lakers by one on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's regular season. It means nothing. Hey, LeBron, thanks for shafting Detroit. That was cool how you did that. If they had to play and we won. <laughs> yeah. That goes to show you, though. Maybe he's a bigger part of that team than people want to believe. No, he's he's a good player. He's a decent player. He's you know a, a definite all star in the NBA. I got it. But character wise, he's a piece of shit. Just because you can dribble and shoot a ball doesn't mean you're a god. You're an asshole. Well, we will have plenty of time to shit on LeBron in the coming months. So I will trust me. <laughs> Just wrap this one up. Thanks everybody who's listened. Uh, our best month ever coming up again every month. We were. It means we're growing. So thanks, everybody who's listening. Make sure you go to ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, it's pretty easy to share. You just uh, We have uh, just right on the homepage. You know, last, uh, last week's worth of shows up there, but, too, you can go to the top, click on Sporgy, uh, and it'll be nothing but exclusively Sporgy episodes, and all you got to do, you go to the bottom of the player, you click Share, and, like, eight different options for all your social networks. Pretty easy to share. Earl, I saw you did it on your Facebook page. So, so easy. Earl can do it, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to share the show, you can follow. I figured it out. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, at Sporgy underscore podcast on Instagram. I was ignoring Instagram in general for the last month, but we got everything caught up. Uh, Instagram has made it a pain in the ass to deal with them uh, since about last April. Uh, all of a sudden, they, well, they got into the realm that Facebook did because Facebook owns them now. It's now Facebook is probably one of the most pain in the ass social networks to do things in bulk with i guess if that makes any sense whether it's sharing posts or add or subtract followers uh twitter's where it's at twitter's ease of ease of use with twitter but instagram's there so check it out uh thank you for listening happy new year all that we don't have to be politically correct right there's only one new year unless you're chinese or jewish so fuck it happy new year
you celebrate the Roman calendar, because this will be our last show for 2016. And we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Later, guys. All right. I'm going to be sober and celebrating a Lions playoff run. And it'll be Peace out. time for lots of bowl games. <laughs> if you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting Christopher media.net and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christopher media.net